0: Good morning. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. As always, he's Griffin. And since it's a Friday, Stan the fan. Charles, our chief grand poobah here at Press Box, is back with. That was a very dramatic fade, Griffin. We got to work on your fading.
1: It it's went from the, like uh, the 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 beat it, also comes it, down it, at it, one point. I understand. So. We
0: got to work. We got to. They still you fade the music out, not just all of a sudden from. Ba-da, ba-da. It's got to be an in-between, those two things. <laughs> We're going to do fading practice. Grad- gradations. Yes, exactly right. We'll, do, we'll work on that next week. Stan,
2: it's good to see you, sir. Good to see both of you.
0: Uh,
2: good to be in the studio again. It was
0: a dramatic day at the ballpark yesterday. We will talk about that. Obviously, the Orioles made some dramatic decisions after the game yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll get into the Orioles' pitching woes a little bit later on this morning. Coming up on the program today, we're going to catch up with an old friend. I say old. I mean, I guess he's still a young man, but he's he's basically a veteran now in baseball. Gavin Sheets, of course, the pride of Gilman, the uh, the son of the great Larry Sheets, and all-around good guy. The Orioles take on the White Sox this weekend. So, thankfully, it's not in Baltimore because it feels like whenever Gavin Sheets comes to Baltimore, I swear to God, I don't have the stats in front of me, but, but he's— He
2: hits a home run, doesn't he?
0: At least one. Yeah. Every time he plays in Baltimore, well, he came
2: disguised as Brett Rooker. Yeah, correct. That was day. Gavin the
0: entire time. Yeah. Jesus, well, actually, Kevin Brown had a line when when they who who finally struck him out later on in the game was it Baker? It was Baker, right? Yeah. that finally struck him out. <laughs> he said, "Give him the Cy Young, right. give him the MVP, give him all of it." Finally, getting this guy out. Um, We'll catch up with Gavin here in a bit. Also, later on this morning, we're going to meet the newest incoming Maryland transfer, Chance Stevens from Loyola Marymount. Uh, He is known as a sniper. He shot 37% from behind the arc last season, and Maryland desperately needs that. If there was anything that they were missing, front court depth, we'll add that to the list. They could definitely use some more front court depth, but also significantly a threat to hit three-point shots. They were... They were not so great in that department a year ago, so hopefully
2: Chance Stevens can help that out. We will meet I'm, I'm him. I'm just curious. His nickname is Sniper. Yes. And he and he's a three-point specialist. Yes. And he averaged six points a game.
0: Well, the problem was, is we're not sure how much, how many other things he
2: does. Right. 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 No, right. I mean, I'm, I'm. look, if Kevin Willard and uh, the assistant David Cox mm-hmm. are familiar with this kid and wanted him, I'm sure he's a, a solid – Player and can offer that. I'm just curious why the average wasn't like nine or ten.
0: Well, I, I think there would be twofold. One, do you remember? I, I compared him the other day to Mike Jones. Remember the Mike Jones story where, yeah. like, he now, Mike Jones, of course, was a McDonald's All American, so there was a lot more hype surrounding right. him. Right. But there was intense frustration from Maryland fans because Mike Jones wasn't getting as many minutes. And when he was on the floor, you could see how lethal of a shooter he right. was and Gary Williams would always say right but he's not interested in playing defense right like and that's now i don't know if that's the case with John yeah. Stevens i couldn't tell you right and like i have no idea but i i you always wonder about these scenarios because if somebody is shooting 37% from 3 you w- i would agree you would think yeah. that you'd like to get him on the floor a little bit right. more but it was pointed out by when we talked to Patrick Stevens the other day he doesn't drive like the, now Patrick didn't watch every loyal amer right. game and Loyola Marymount had a better team than I think people realize. They realized. pretty good last year. They, they beat, a, they beat uh, St. Mary's. They beat Gonzaga. I mean, they they beat, were
2: top top 40 team. Yeah, I think that's probably 40-ish. fair,
0: right? So it's it's not. it could also just be that it was a depth issue and yeah. he just didn't get as many minutes. We'll see. But yeah. the shooting alone, Maryland could use one more player on the floor who is a threat to shoot because almost no one was yep. a season ago. Yep. And yet they played pretty well anyway, which yep. is remarkable. Uh, so, we'll do that during the course of today's show. Uh, Stan, we, have to, we always have to start the day by going to the Lamar meter. You mean the Lamar meter brought to you by Glory Day's Grill? Look at you. Great food, good sports at Glory Day's Grill. You know that. Um, I'm assuming because you were at the baseball game, you didn't get to watch much of the press conference yesterday. I did not. So, Odell Beckham, of course, was introduced uh, yesterday. I, I'm in the nice way. This has been a bit over the top this week for a one year signing. The lengths that the Ravens have gone, the tarmac videos, the the Eagle has landed stuff like it's the in bringing the entire family out. Yes, like it's a lot for a player that they have committed to for one year, a one year
3: signing. They are going. Really over the top, I mean with I, this again, I, I feel like there's an argument that he is the biggest free agent signing in the last ten years, so he's not i don't he's the
0: most famous free agent well, signing it's in no ways the Ravens know that because they gave more money drastically more money to Marcus Williams last year drastically it, you you this is not but you, you know what this is a good chance to talk about this. what you are reflecting is very much a sign of the times yeah. a sign of the times is fame outweighs reality right like because odell beckham is so famous we have to treat him a certain way that we wouldn't treat marcus williams despite the fact that everyone knows marcus williams was a far more impactful free agent signing at the time including the ravens because they gave him a far more robust contract than they gave odell beckham but odell beckham is a different level of famous He is a bit of a pop culture figure, so you have to treat him a certain way because of it. I, Begrudgingly, I understand that, right? Like, I do get it. Uh,
2: I think there were two purposes to the Odell Beckham signing. Uh, Clearly, one was anybody that could catch the football. I mean, they could sign, uh, what's his name, Harold... was the star receiver for the Eagles? Harold Carmichael? They We're going sign, to Harold Carmichael. They could sign Harold Carmichael and he would be we'd be talking <laughs> yeah, about a yeah, like right. It's an upgrade. Yeah. At least he's tall. Right. You know. Uh, but the other thing, it's, it's clearly that this is a, L- Lamar Jackson, a move to, yep. made to entice Lamar Jackson. And I talked to Jerry Coleman yesterday. I, I went out to the ballpark and bumped into him. He says it's a one year it's a it's a push for a one year window to to win. Yeah, you know, I, with Lamar and uh, Odell Beckham. So it, it's, and I love Jerry. I think he's missing part of it.
0: Like if if that's the case, it's a disastrous contract. It's got to be more of a thought than that. If they are going just to say we're only going to try for one year, right. they're going to be sucking up eleven million dollars in dead cap space the following year. Like that's a disastrous way of making decisions. The thought has to be. Well, we're, it's a one-year experiment. We're right. going to see if it—if we fall on our face, if Odell Beckham's just done, then we're going to have to pay a really significant penalty for that, and we'll live with it. Right. The hope would be that Odell Beckham's clicking with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson says, I want this to continue, and you get both of them to stick around for a little bit are longer. Are you
2: of the opinion, are the two of them good friends? I don't know if they're good friends as much as
0: they're like, I, I didn't know that Odell had kind of settled in that South Florida area. Okay. I was not aware of that. I think they have developed a relationship. A, relationship. Okay. a mutual. A few people have brought up the simple factor of Lamar Jackson looks around that Ravens locker room, and nobody in that locker room, the guys that he's close with, cannot possibly understand what it's like to be Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey was joking with, with me about this. Marlon Humphrey, who's... I don't know, arguably. Justin Tucker is the second most famous player on the Ravens. But Marlon Humphrey's top five. Top top
2: five. Right? No question about
0: it. Marlon Humphrey was telling us a story about how then they went out to dinner, and Marlon sat there in anonymity. Marlon (laughs) sat there, and nobody approached him, and nobody said a word to him, and he was able to eat his dinner, and Lamar was never left alone the entire time. So the value of the fame of Odell Beckham, the thing that you're – confusing with he's the biggest free agent. Well, he's the most famous. The value of that is it's someone that can kind of understand what it's like to be Lamar Jackson. It's the first person that Lamar's been a teammate with that can actually kind of get... Relate to what Lamar goes through. 100%. Yeah. There is a hundred percent. There is a consideration there that isn't nothing that is valuable for Lamar because, okay, you and I are on... The guys that I'm cool with on this roster, I can be cool with James Prochet, whoever it is, but they don't they don't get it. They don't know you do. And so that creates a a kinship between the two of them that's a little bit different than so, everything else.
2: So I was anxious to come in and do the show with you today because maybe you can help me with this. Okay. I can't remember who wrote the article, but it was definitely on the CBS site when I went to check my my fantasy team, mm-hmm. which is in the toilet already after three weeks. There we go. But, but uh, it's been a good run for three <laughs> years. Now, now I'm back into yeah. reality. Okay. No, but seriously, somebody who wrote the key story about it, he, he did not write this. I mean, in other words, he didn't, but it was in quotation marks from somebody else, and by the time I wanted to read who that was uh, to remind me, I couldn't find the story. But it was basically said that Bouchardy had been in touch it's with Beckham right? the entire I,
0: time. I, I did think about you as I yeah. was as we were getting that because information. I've said that yes. only
2: one person can solve this right. Lamar thing, and that's Bouchardy. Right. So why would Steve like be
0: so involved with Odell Beckham yeah. if he wasn't? So, so that was
2: my question. Uh, you did read the same I, thing.
0: I, Josina Anderson was yes. the first to report that. That's, a, a, that's who. It was. A few okay. days ago, yep. she was the first to report that Steve Bisciotti had been heavily involved with the Odell Beckham. And
2: not only was heavily involved, in him actually was quoted the quote from what's her name? I'm Josina sorry. Anderson. Josina Anderson was that we were also hoping that this would square things with Lamar. So that was a,
0: the again, actual the, quote. And I'm, I'm going to get to the actual meter reading here in one second. Two two things got to go up. Uh, okay. Did you listen to the press conference yesterday? No. Okay, so that we, I'll get to that. I'll get okay. to that. So to your point, y- yes, and I do think that they, at least for the scenario where there's not going to be a deal done, and I remember you would bring up, well, what about the insurance factor? That, it, that's not happening. What it, in a world in which you are accepting that Lamar is only playing on the tag this season, how can you get a little bit of buy-in? look, dude, we are trying to meet you in the middle. We're trying to give you something. We went out of our way. Mm-hmm. Would you please, and obviously Odell Beckham is creating that relationship. They're getting together. Would you please now come play ball with us, show up. Show up on time
2: even or it, it, halfway through.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe not necessarily. Yeah. Like I think that like they understand that there's almost an obligation from the Players Association that if you're playing on the tag, you can't show up on day one. Right. But
2: show but up. Day 10
0: don't or, show up the week before the season starts. Right. Like maybe show up a Mid, couple of weeks. Midway. Yeah, we'll we'll live with the fact that you're not out there the begin in July. We'll right. live with that if you're not there until the middle of August. But give us a couple of weeks in order to get ready and be bought in, be invested. Be you know fired up when you get here, despite the fact that you don't have yeah, the long term. We're only going to
2: be making 32
0: million. Well, I still don't think that's going to happen. I still think that they're still going to have to go back and say, "What's the number we can make this work?" Right. Or what's a bonus structure that we can right. create in I order to make this you. work? Yeah. I I don't believe that it'll be for 32 million when we get there. But I do think that's not nothing. And again, it's why the originally the meter skyrocketed all the way up. to It got as high as 95 percent this week. It's currently sitting at 92. Now, yesterday at the press conference, the big takeaway from everyone is Odell Beckham saying he was given no assurances that Lamar Jackson would be his quarterback this season. That he's hopeful that he thought there was an opportunity to play with Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. but he was given no assurances. Stan, I I get it. The Ravens can't do that. They can't promise Odell Beckham that Lamar Jackson is going to be his quarterback. It doesn't work that way, right? Like, you can't make that promise. But I think reasonable people can read between the tea leaves. is my five-year-old son has an opinion. He'd like to offer a take about <laughs> the Lamar Jackson's situation. Sam buddy, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing the show, okay? I got a call. All right. I'll check it in a minute. Pal. <laughs> it could be Lamar Jackson It might be. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe it is. I do appreciate, he would be calling Griffin. Uh, though, for what? He? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I do appreciate the fact that my five-year-old because I'm pretty sure that after the call goes away, they can just keep watching their show. So I do appreciate the fact that he thought Very it was important nice enough to yeah. come in and let me know. That is, thank you, pal. I appreciate. It. Sweet kid, I got it. The kids two are great kids. The kids are on spring break this week, um, and of all the weeks, both of our mothers are out of town this week. Like it or today. Like today, my mother's been gone. Her mother left today, mm. so we are for one day. We are I'm glad
2: you clarified that. I thought you meant that both of the kids' mothers were like they Oh have yeah, they have two mothers. separate <laughs> mothers.
0: Anyway, so so we, I think, as reasonable people, can deduct. Yeah, I get it, but there's no there's no world that you're going out clubbing with o- with Lamar Jackson on Sunday night if there
3: isn't some. Yeah, Lamar's just really happy for him. Yeah,
0: yeah mm-hmm. right. Like just said, yeah, dude, I'm happy that you signed with a team. I may or may not play for yeah. it. Go ahead, you know, like. I think as reasonable people, we can only overreact so much. Now, for the purpose of the meter, because the Lamar meter is supposed to be a general reflection of not just one person's opinion, but taking in as scientifically as possible all of the information that we have, I do believe that 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 part of the press conference yesterday requires the meter to go down. I just think that's the way that it works. Can I when ask
2: you one question about the meter? Yes. Is it the Lamar o or right. the Lamar ometer? It's l- the lamometer. Lam-o-meter. L-
0: lamometer. It's the It's the Lamar. It's the Lamarometer, But Griffin says lamometer
1: after because it, it's a lamometer. Lamar-o-meter.
0: And then you then you change in the fact that like the mom is involved with Lamar right, exactly. and it's kind oh, of the a
2: mom. A, I got... You, uh, like you get. Uh, and is, it's also got um. There's
0: a there's all of that in there. All of that in there. I'm not really sure how it relates, but it does, and we'll go with it Stan. Bump well, Raven fans
2: are so stressed. Why
0: does that down? look like it was still at 95? Why did the meter look like? Did I, was, was that really it at where? 95? It I, was at 92. Did you already
3: move it already? No, I haven't moved it. Oh, okay. Yet. That looks, that looks like 92 it, to me. I'm not
0: moving it significantly. Is I'm that just 90? Bump, uh, no, I'm
3: bumping it back to 88. Whoa. 88
0: seems like a steep drop. No, it's not a steep drop. It was 92. 88? Settle down. It's a 4% drop. You, you did <laughs> 88 because you want Des Bryant back? And no, that's kinda. not the reason I did 88 at all. No, 88 just reflects the fact that Odell Beckham said, I was not given assurances that Lamar Jackson would be the quarterback here. Which, again, I I don't think is a drastic change. It doesn't lead me back to it being 50-50. I still think it's overwhelming that Lamar will be here. But it's just one more reminder that part of what happened for Odell Beckham was still that there was only one team that was willing to pay him what he was looking for anyway. Right. And if they had said to him, dude, we have no idea if Lamar is going to be your quarterback or not, Odell Beckham probably would have said, yeah, but am I getting the number that I wanted? Do I get to save face here? Do I get to make it look like I got exactly what I was supposed to get? Okay, I'll take that deal. I I think that's Odell Beckham's reality Mm -hmm. at this point is that he had to do it. So –
2: I, I'm bumping it down just slightly, just slightly to 88%. And he also has a, a relationship previous with Todd Munkin. Correct. And we had uh, Freddie
0: Kitchens on the show yesterday, of right. course, who was the head coach for the Browns that season, right. where they would have liked to have won more football games because there was so much hype going into the yep. season. They only went 6-10 and 10 that year. But it was a very productive year. for It was the last productive year that Odell Beckham yep. has had in his career as he finished over 1,000 yards. And, you know, that's not nothing and the fact that I've said all along I the conversations we've had with people that have been around Odell Beckham this season have painted a far different picture of Odell Beckham the teammate than I think we had crafted in our minds about Odell Beckham the the sort of prototypical wide receiver diva the guy that always is going to demand the ball those types of things everyone that we've talked to between Freddie Kitchens Mark Ross who worked with him with the Giants um DeMarco Faro, of course was out in LA everyone has said this is a beloved teammate mm-hmm. that as teammates go yes you're going to deal with more media attention you're going to deal with more that comes along with Odell Beckham's fame and sure he's going to be a guy that's going to want the ball and he's going to demand the ball and I think there are a lot of coaches that would say right so he's a wide receiver like that's that's the that's, way these that's in the
2: DNA of that's the way
0: receiver. these guys operate I'll live with that they portray him as a very popular teammate, as a loved teammate, and I think the Ravens and the fact that Todd Munkin, to your point, Stan, said, "I want more of that." Like I, I worked with him once, yeah. and I well, want to do. Yeah,
2: it. I, I sign off on
0: right. I can make that happen. I'm, be... I'm good to do it again. I think says a lot about where they are. So yeah,
2: eighty-eight percent. Do, do you think he will come on the Tyus Bowser show this year?
0: I think it's a non-zero. I mean, yeah. Tyus is just such a popular guy. Could and- that be the next meter? What? The ways Will Odo Beckham come on the Tyus Bowser <laughs> show? We actually have some future meter ideas already in place. The meter might be a permanent part. In fact, there's a non-zero chance that at some point there are two meters oh. that are up in this room. Oh. I'll remind me to tell you about it there at some point during a commercial Maybe break. Maybe the next one away. could be a thermometer. A thermometer? Just yeah, to read like the temperature? The Beckham thermometer. Oh, okay. the Beckham- right. How hot Beckham is, Bowser How hot thermometer? is All right. hey, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, Tyus has obviously brought out some massive guests uh, over the years. So it would not last year between Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey, Calais Campbell. I mean, he do Justin we have a,
2: Houston. Do we have a date for the first show yet?
0: Not yet, but I, mm, I, it's we're, coming. We're, we're, we'll get there. We're working on We were working on another idea. Man, I there's so many things I haven't had a chance to tell you about just because I don't get to see you every day. But um, there were some other things that we were kind of working on and maybe are still not. Uh, you know what? I'll write a name down for you. This is not. Dead. It may or may not happen, but there is a non-zero chance that we do something with that person, which would be that'd be nice. It'd be really neat, right? And like we'd be. The conversations began. There was reception there, and I don't know. If, I don't know if it's gonna work because we're a little behind the eight ball time-wise yeah. already, but. It would, be, it would be a neat thing if we could pull that off. It'd be something that I don't think anyone's ever done before uh, in this market, so I would love to have that happen if it's still possible. Uh, all right, yeah, Lamar meter brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. 88% will be the read going into the weekend. Stan, we will get, I promise, we're going to talk all about the Orioles pitching woes because they are plentiful at yep. the moment. Now, you'd rather be winning three out of four games and dealing with pitching woes, but... You know, it's the athletics. It's, you should be winning. You better be winning three out of four games. Shouldn't oh. have
2: had. Shouldn't have had to go into hand to hand combat to end up winning the series. That no, no. doubt about it. It yeah. felt like. It
0: felt more like you survived the That's, series than that you really won the series. Yeah. It really felt more like a. Breathe deep, like exhale. You you survived this this weekend. The Orioles now move on to Chicago, where they're going to take on the White Sox this weekend for three games starting tonight. And anytime the Orioles take on the White Sox, it's a great excuse for us to welcome back in a friend of ours, someone who ha- took Major League Baseball by storm, has carved out a great spot for himself. He is, of course, a Gilman alum, a Baltimore guy through and through. He is our friend Gavin Sheets, and he's back with us now here on GCR Gavin, it's Glenn. Stan the fan Charles is here with me today. It's always great to catch up with you, buddy. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning.
4: Oh, uh, anytime. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always uh, it's always a good time. Dude,
0: it's always great to catch up with you. Hey, quickly, uh we do a silly Lamar uh, bit every day where I I guess like the what the likelihood is that he's going to be the quarterback this season. How much have you been living and dying uh, all off season about Lamar Jackson news?
4: Oh my goodness. Uh too much probably. I've been Keeping a close eye um and i i hope he's back i hope i hope this obj thing's gonna gonna bring him back home and, and stay there and and have a great team but man i don't know i'm tired of watching about it i, I just hope something <laughs> comes out pretty soon. you are you are <laughs> feeling you and all of us Right. you are
0: feeling the exact same <laughs> way that all of us are feeling do the guys like do they know what a fan you are and do they like you know, the day that we found out that Lamar like demanded or requested a trade, did they come up to you and like razz you about it in the clubhouse?
4: Oh man, they're all over me about it. Um, ben are our, our left fielder, he's a huge Cincinnati guy. So man, I just get I get pounded about that all day long. <laughs>
0: well, at least we didn't lose a playoff game to them or anything like that. At least you didn't have to. <laughs> exactly. At least you didn't have to deal exactly. with that. I'm, I'm sure it he. It me out about it. Uh, it. Has it happened yet where he has recreated Tyler Huntley diving from the two yard line? Has he come up to you and done that to you at oh, all?
4: all the time. Luckily, I was at the game, um, Sunday night football game 41 with Justin Tucker's kick, so I show him that video all the time. But, <laughs> man, he's got it he in the playoffs over here. That, that's not good. <laughs> I love that, man.
0: How are you, bro? Everything good? Like, I, I you know, it's so funny because I just remember all the conversations we had with you as you were getting to this point in your career. Dude, you you know, like you're you're an old veteran now, right? Like you're the guy that everybody else is looking up to, aren't you?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far yet, but uh, no, everything's everything's good. Um, you know, we're we're scuffling a little bit right now. We're trying to get healthy and, and hopefully get things going. Um, but you know, it's very early in the season, and uh, we'll just hopefully get things going here soon.
2: Gavin, nice to meet you. Stand the fan. Uh, been a fan hey, of yeah, yours. You f- been a fan of yours for a while, and was a big fan of your dad's. Um, I'm a, I, I got to preface this question by saying that in his day, I was a huge Tony La Russa fan. I thought he was one of the greatest yeah. managers I'd ever seen. The guy who managed the White Sox for a year and three quarters, to me, it didn't bear a resemblance to that Tony La Russa. Uh, it, what's the vibe? How different is the vibe now with Pedro Griffo there?
4: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a different vibe. Um, you know, it's it, it's a new energy and um, you know, I I, I love Tony to death. I have the utmost respect for him. He he obviously was, was the guy that I started my career with and um, you know, he he helped me turn into the player I am now. Um he took me under his wing and, and told me some stories about, you know, guys that he, he coached and um, you know, what they did well and, and so I've got the, the utmost respect for, for yeah. Tony but um, you know, I love I love Pedro and and our new staff so far. I think it's a, a new energy that we have, and um, you know, I think they bring a lot to the table.
0: Gavin Sheets is with us here in GCR. Gavin, I was wondering if you you know you you referenced some of the t- conversations you had with Tony. You obviously went through some struggles, right? Like you get to the major sure. league level, it wasn't obviously at first. It looked really good, and then there was yeah. there was some issues. Gunnar Henderson's going through a little bit of that right now, early on in his career. What is it like to go through that feeling, Gavin? Like, how do you work through that? As somebody, you know, you're hell-bent on sticking there and you don't want to have it taken away from you. What is it like to kind of feel that pressure? And what do you have to do in order to be able to overcome some of that, the way that you've had to go through it?
4: It's... No doubt. It's tough because, you know, obviously you want to stay there and you want to you want to develop and then turn into a great player. But at the same time, you know, you're you're fighting for a job and competing for a job every day. So, um, it, you know, it's tough and it's... it's nice to go through early in your career, um, as, much, as much as it's difficult to go through it, but it is nice to, to go through it and get through it, and um, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn how to go through slumps, and, and you learn, you know, how to mentally stay, stay in it every day. Um, so, you know, I, I went through it really bad in, in April and May last year and was was able to scuffle out of it, and, um, you know, I haven't paid much attention to what Gunner's doing this year, but, you know, a guy like that with, with the, the ability and talent that he has already um, he's just got to work through it, and, and once he does, he's going to be, be happy that he that he did.
2: Gavin, how has the lack of shifting changed your approach when you come up the bat, knowing that, that that spot, you know, you've got spots on your pull side that, uh, sure. that are going to be available?
4: Yeah, it's, it's been great. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice coming up and not seeing – you know, a guy in shallow right field, and, and a third baseman, and at second base, and the shortstop across. It's, um, you know, it's just it, it frees you up to, you know, use the whole field. Um, it, but you know, I think the good thing is too, is, you know, I've seen second basemen make unbelievable plays this year that they weren't able to make last year because you know, everybody was in set position. Um, so I think it's great for baseball. I think it's, you're seeing, you know, athleticism back in in the middle of the infield, and um, you're seeing hits hit, and you're seeing really, really good defensive plays, which I think is exactly what they want.
0: Gavin, I, I'll, I'll you know, double up on that. Obviously, that wasn't the only change in baseball this season. Clearly, the pitch clock and you guys having to get ready quicker, and there was so much hullabaloo about it during the course of the spring, but I, I think baseball fans, overwhelmingly, have been very happy with the result of the product. I know Manny Machado wasn't so happy uh, <laughs> last week, but for the Correct. most part what is the real impact if anything ben do you think there's been a greater advantage for you guys or for pitchers with it like what have you felt on a day-to-day basis with all the new rules
4: yeah i don't think that there's been um too much of an advantage on either side i think it's just whoever just embraces it more um but i i will say that i think that the pace of play and, and the baseball games are are night and day from last year yeah. um you know i think it's taken out the it's taken out the part of the game that, that wasn't baseball. Um, it was It's taken out the standing around and um, it's brought in just a complete you know two two and a half hours of, of action. and I think that's what the fans want. I think you know that's what the players want. Um, so I see a lot of a lot of positives so far from it.
2: it. the The one question is, do you feel at all, and I, I'm in agreement with how you described it, are any of the players on either side, the pitcher or the batter? are are they feeling at all rushed? do you see that Gavin?
4: I think you can sometimes see it in really big at bats um you know i had a I had a twelve or thirteen pitch at bat the other night in the ninth inning, and it definitely was the first time where I felt like I was kind of in a rush hmm. um you know I think that's you know you start bouncing balls off and next thing you know you look up and you've got twelve seconds and you gotta be in the box by by four seconds and um so it's, you know that was the first time I really really felt sped up and um, but I, I think those are the only times you know big moments. It'll be interesting to see you know once you get into the playoffs and you know eighth and ninth inning bases loaded stuff like that. Um, you know I don't know what the I don't know what the changes and stuff will be with that or or if we'll just be completely acclimated to it. Um, but other than that I I haven't seen much of a felt rush.
2: Back to, back to your squad for a second. How good was it to see Michael Kopech uh, go out there against the Pirates and pitch such a good game?
4: That was awesome. Um, huge guy that we need. You know, obviously our, our our fifth starter and a guy that's got an unbelievable ability. Um, just with his fastball, and his slider, command, and being out there and getting a good start was huge for us. So um, it's good to see him throwing the ball well again. And I think that you know he could be a huge piece of, of our rotation.
0: Just another minute or two here with Gavin Sheets, Baltimore Zone, Orioles, White Sox playing out in Chicago this weekend. Uh the important question with a new manager, have you guys adopted a a home run celebration yet for this year? Do you do you have it, are they waiting for you to hit your first before maybe they pull it out?
4: Yeah, we we haven't yet. Um but I will say the Orioles are putting a lot of pressure on us to to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, they're making their way around baseball right now with with the uh, the Homer hose or whatever. We're it leaving is. it at Homer hose. Yeah. That's what
0: it is. It's the Homer hose. We got to be careful. Yeah, I've
4: this. seen I've seen all the, <laughs> all the names it has got. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna leave it at the Homer hose. And um, you know, it's it's fun to see stuff like that. I think that's what yeah, that's the best part of clubhouses and and celebrating with your teammates and. Um, so we're definitely working on something that will go along the lines of that.
0: I, I feel like it, you bring that up because a lot of people, um, I, I would think from the outside, older people maybe, and I'm not looking at Stan, I'm not, I promise, I'm not looking at you, would say this is corny, <laughs> this is cheesy, This is. but that type of stuff and what it does for camaraderie and what it does for and bonding. Yes, bonding. Like it, it really, I, I feel like in a weird way, it actually does kind of matter, right?
4: Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the teams that teams that bond the most are the teams that win the most, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think you'll see teams all across the league doing stuff like that, and you know, that's what you have to do when you're when you're out there grinding for 162 games and you know 180 days. You have to to find ways to make the game fun and exciting with your teammates and stuff like that. I love to see it. I think it's not only great for the game, but it's it's great for clubhouse.
2: Gavin uh, Shohei Otani, have you faced him yet in a game?
4: Unfortunately, I have yeah. <laughs>
2: tell tell me what's so special about him as a pitcher.
4: Oh man, it's um, you know I think if you take him as just a pitcher, he'd be a top ten guy in the league, and right. you know that's that's pretty incredible. When if you take him just as a hitter, he's you know a top ten, top twenty guy in the league. So he, he just it, it's he throws the ball, you know he's one hundred one, one hundred two, um, with an unbelievable splitter and and a slider that that really doesn't look like anybody else's. Um, so when you put all three of those things together, it's pretty devastating. and uh, you know it's pretty incredible watching him go out every night and do it and and then come back the next day and and hit a couple homers. so uh, he's a pretty special player to say the least. did you
0: ever I really don't know the answer to this question. Did you ever pitch Gavin?
4: I did in high school um and and I was going to a little bit in college and then I just shut it down and became a hitter. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and, and, so you're so what would it look like if if you were called upon? Tonight, who was it that came in and got a strikeout the other night? There was somebody, uh, I, uh, Alberto? Alberto? N- uh, no, I, Hanser Alberto, Hanser Alberto. No, I was thinking for, <laughs> the, the the Yankees had the Yankees put somebody in who got a strikeout, right? It was uh, was it Isaiah Conor Falefa? Yes, it's exactly Conor yeah. yeah. Falefa came in and I think recorded a strikeout, what would it look like if you at some point this weekend and I'm I'm not wishing it upon you, although obviously be good news for us. <laughs> if you guys were down yeah. big, what would it look like if you got the call to come in and handle the eighth inning?
4: Man, I would I would just be mixing up speeds. I would throw one in there probably about forty five to get the guy off <laughs> and then uh you know, maybe throw another one of those and I'd let one rip. Maybe maybe touch ninety and then I'd okay. probably go right back to forty five.
0: You just, you just got to fire one in, right? Like just. I live.
2: Yeah. I lived down in the Durham Raleigh area for about three and a half years, from 2000 to 2004, and somebody that I worked with down there had batted against Josh Hamilton. Okay. And Josh Hamilton mm-hmm. was—he told me he'd never seen anything Unhittable. like that. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. That must be. Yeah, nice I to
4: think, I think most guys were pitchers in high school as well. And, yeah. You know, we always tell pitchers that we could, we could go out and do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> we could, It's not that hard. I could handle this. Hey, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm working the Gilman-Archbishop-Spalding lacrosse game today. I'm calling that one. Did you ever, like, was it, I've never asked you this, but would you ever look over and be like, hey, that looks like those guys are having fun. Maybe I'd give it a shot. Or was baseball always such a part of your blood that, like, it was never a thought process for you?
4: It was always part of my blood. Um, you know, I never, I never tried lacrosse. Um, we always had, at Gilman. We always had the baseball lacrosse rivalry. Um, but some of my best friends were lacrosse players. And um, you know, honestly, when I was there, we were, we were so good that I don't think I would have seen the field anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, hope, I hope their program's still going the right way. But eh. um, no, we were loaded when I was there.
0: Um, and then lastly, how much money does Drew Forrester pay you for you guys for you to keep up the idea that you actually like hanging around him?
4: i plead the fifth (laughs) (laughs) at clean
0: sheets 24 on twitter is how you follow him uh gavin are you on instagram as well
4: I am. I am. GC24 on Instagram.
0: Give him a follow there. Hey, dude, I uh, love you. Always appreciate you taking the time, man. You've always been great to us. and uh, It's awesome to see you continue.
4: Oh, Dude,
0: you know, you, I'm rooting Thanks. for you. I also know how this works because you're facing the Orioles. You're probably going to hit four home runs this weekend. I just <laughs> hope that there are four home runs and three losses, my man. Like,
4: I just hope you understand. Right. I, I hope so. Hey, bro. I like the way you think. Hey, man, appreciate you.
2: We'll talk soon. Take care. Right? Take care. Awesome,
4: guys. Thank you for having me on. Gavin
0: Sheets with us here this morning on GCR. Uh, Great dude. Just a a ten and a half, obviously. Uh, It's someone who... You know, had the advantage of, um, you know, being a little bit ahead of everybody in this part of the the, the world because of uh, his father.
2: I phrased my question to him diplomatically because there's nothing in the world that he gains by bashing Tony LaRusso. He was absolutely a disaster. Well, there's no question. As a manager. There's no question. That's, and you could even kind of hear it in his. I, yeah. I, I think you got what you were looking yeah. for in
0: his yeah. answer, which yeah. is. It's a different vibe, yeah. but I do think that what he said, and I remember talking. I'm to,
2: sure he gained a lot from I, from.
0: I remember Gavin telling me specifically that when he was going through it last year, where the what he, the appreciation he had for Larusa coming over and literally listing guys. Let me tell you about the guys that have been great players in this game. Let me literally tell you specifics. I Gavin really did mention that to me at one point mm-hmm. last year as being significant for him Mm. in how he handled his own struggles to start the season a year ago and that's you know i I get it like i get that it wasn't a good it was a bad idea to begin with terrible it was a wretched idea and it was i mean obviously it it publicly looked really i mean it looked really bad at times last year with him literally appearing to be asleep um during games i mean it was one of the most public disasters you could ever possibly imagine yeah. uh, as a, a managerial hire, but I do know that Gavin would tell you privately that, that his takeaway that was positive. He was able to get some positive things from his time with Tony right. Larusa, and that did matter to right. him. All right, uh, we need to talk about the Orioles' pitching, unfortunately. So we will do that next, as uh, it won't include Cole Irvin for a little while, at least not the next time through. We know that much for sure. Today's show brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. You can bet baseball on your phone for the first time ever here in Baltimore this season. So take advantage of great offers and incentives like $1,000 in a deposit bonus match plus a $50 free bet from DraftKings. But you got to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers in order to claim that incentive. Stan the Fan Charles is here. It's a Friday edition of GCR. Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualify teams will be announced.
5: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? AJ Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always Boulevard.
5: Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com
6: for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out pressboxonline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark.
0: Back in here on a Friday edition of GCR, uh, Stan the Fan Charles is here. Yeah, that's one of my I, – I, I probably should have told that story on the air. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fairly good story. Um, those guys are on uh, – fr- You know, I think everybody knows I'm friends with Zach from uh, All Time Low. They were on Good Morning America the other day as they you know, continue to – it's amazing this deep into their career. Uh, I think one of them was at the ballpark the yeah. other day uh, yeah. hanging out with Ryan Mountcastle because Ryan Mountcastle – famously uh, uses one of their songs as his like go-to karaoke song, so there's this famous video of it. Um, but yeah, we were uh, doing a show with uh, Dennis Pitta at the Harriman House, and he had invited Joe Flacco out, so we already had a bit of a hullabaloo on our hands, and then th- we had told the guys from All Time Low they could come out. They tweeted that they were coming out, and all of a sudden, it was panic. The, the Reisterstown was not prepared <laughs> for the... Mob that they descended upon to the point where we had to go back to the guys from All Time Low and say, "Dude, you have to say you're not going to make it. Like you have to say." So they did. They went. And they tweeted, and yet there were still people that hung around.
3: Did they go anyway? Or
6: oh did, yeah, they came they anyway, came anyway. <laughs>
0: and, and it worked out because a few fans what? still stuck around, right. thinking that maybe they were lying about. Like yeah, but it that was, was for the
2: food. Correct. Like they, the they were Iron just Man there house. for
0: the the yeah. short ribs, yeah. which were excellent. Sand the fan Charles is here in studio with us on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by Birdland Sports. Where if you are celebrating the Homer Hose, they've got a great selection of theme shirts that are on sale right now for $19.99 at BirdlandSports.com, including the Slug Then Chug, the Homer Hose, the Script O's, but the O is a hose. It's pretty good. Go find them right now, birdlandsports.com. Check them out there. Stan, the Orioles have a bit of a pitching problem. Cole Irvin was sent down after yesterday's game,
2: Mm -hmm. which is... And also after his uh, press meeting with the media. Oh, they had him do the... Yeah, he did the stand-up and talked about how he'll be better next time and... Yeah, (sighs) it's rough it's it comes across as very uh harried you know so yesterday decision
0: Stan it's funny yesterday I asked this question and I we framed the show around this topic I said are you closer to uh, it's genuinely time to be panicked about the Orioles pitching or it's still too early for any of that like no matter what it looks like it's just drastically too early and pleasantly surprised that and we have a different kind of audience here, and we do things more pragmatically. So I, I'm, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. But seventy percent of responses were, no, it's still drastically too early. And yeah. I think this speaks to what you're talking about, which is, look, Cole Irvin has been bad. There's no way around Nobody's that. He's
2: whitewashing that.
0: But you would say, that does not a decision that you make after three starts.
2: Well, uh, it's you know, it's interesting. i I watched the games. I sc- I've scored every game, so I've watched them large chunks of every game. And I've watched Irving's three, Cole Irvin's three starts. And, yeah, he hasn't been good. I say his stuff is softer than I remember being with Oakland. Because, mm-hmm. uh, remember, I, I had interest in him because he was on my fantasy team two years you ago. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Don't have him now. Oh, all right. Well, I we can't blame you, though. I purposely didn't take Kyle Gibson, by the way. God though, bless you. Thank reason. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, not all heroes wear capes. Now. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, to my eye, I said, okay, he's not pitching well. Luke Jackson, who I've grown to really respect his uh, his opinions, goes... Who is, of course, for
0: those that don't know, he is our editor here at Press Managing editor and, of Press Box. Yeah, by the way, he'll be writing the next uh, cover. Well, it's not a story as... We'll tell you what we'll tell you about that a little bit yeah. later on in the show.
2: But he um, he says to me in like the third inning, he goes, "This guy's really bad." You know, he goes, "He's I, I he goes I'd almost rate him unpitchable." And I go, "Really, unpitchable?" So I looked at his first two starts last year, were horrible uh, for the Oakland A's, and then he went on a six six or seven start streak where his earned run average was one point eight. One point nine eight. Right. Um, you know, he's a bit of a streaky pitcher. I don't know that I'd be sending him out that fast. But again, I think this is more less about his his, his performance than it is about the club's the needs. The totality. Right now. So that's
0: the thing that I was going to go to next, Dan. Which is, I in a vacuum, I'd probably be inclined to agree with you. It hasn't been good. But this was a guy that you were invested in, like he I w- gave
2: up a real prospect. Yeah, I, for him.
0: I would be willing to maybe ride it out at least a little bit longer to see if it can't get corrected right. before you go that route. But I think the second part of what you said is the thing that I started feeling last night, which is, but there's a totality problem here, and yesterday felt like maybe acknowledgement of. We're going to have to use a lot of guys in order to get through all of the innings that we have to get through this season. And this might not be – it might not be personal, Cole Irvin. Like, it might not be that this is really about you as much as it's about – About the staff. How do we manipulate this for the next couple of weeks? Because we still need to get answers on Dean Kramer. Right now, you're comfortable with Kyle Gibson – and that's about it. That's it's, about
2: it. Because Kyle Bradish, you don't know, w- exactly you know how right. that's going to impact. You, him. you hope that when he Remember comes. Remember, Brad Ferguson got hit on the same shin that. Uh, was it the same? Wow. You know, it was, the it was same a shin, okay. shin injury. Okay. He never came back to be what he had been. Yeah. Which some would say, well, well it right. was nothing. But there was a I season in there where Bergeson he was, was effective. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um,. The other topic we talked about, and it's very interesting, Luke and I, we have some really good talks on Monday afternoon mm-hmm. during the, yep. the uh, power rankings rundown. Uh, but was something he said to me about 10 days ago, he said, Mike and Brandon yeah. haven't gotten t- sort of the memo that Buck and Duquette had about always having a plan if somebody gets hit in the shin. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is sort of the first move they made since Luke was mentioning that and to me he he again had an interesting vision of it I think this is looking ahead toward the next 10 days rather than looking ahead to the whole season I think they know that they'll get more out of Cole Irvin than he's given them but I think somebody had to fall on the sword here and I think Cole Irvin was the logical guy.
0: And and it lines up obviously that Braddish can pitch today for Bowie and then he can pitch next Wednesday because right. they have the off day on Monday. But again, Cole Irvin might have to turn around and be your answer for if it doesn't improve, as I mentioned, for Dean Kramer. Like you you have to start putting him under yep. the microscope at some point yep. soon. The only the only of the young pitchers that's off to a really good start for Norfolk is Drew Rom right? Mm-hmm. Like Drew Rom's off to a great start, but it's a very small sample How's DL size. Doing? With uh, the stretching out, you know, yeah, and stretching the, fir- out. the
2: first start wasn't good. No, his first two starts are horrible. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think he's started a third time I,
0: yet. I don't think they – yeah, I don't think he has either. I'm double checking. No, he has not made a third start he's yet. He's started
2: – he's pitched six innings and two starts. Yeah, and – But he couldn't help the club in relief now.
0: No, 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 that wouldn't no. have been – Well, they've, six they, innings they've got, are, Stan, what are so you talking about? Important. They've got so much going for them in the bullpen yeah. right now. Why would they need help there? Yeah. What are you talking about? Everything's been going so well. Look, I I do think it's sort of recalibrating. I had a few people mention to me yesterday, well, this is something you can address at the deadline. I brought you up, and I said, look, Stan has said he's very confident that the Orioles will make a move for pitching at the deadline it, i am
2: again if the if the deadline the orioles are in contention 100
0: yeah. percent one two things i brought up one i'm not as confident as you are right
2: i i hope i certainly hope well i didn't think when i predicted that they'd be in contention that the rays would get off uh, yeah would be uh, and thousand 0 and 0. right <laughs> it would go 162
0: and 0. Although obviously you did get a little bit of bad news yesterday, despite the fact they won the game. Yeah, Jeffrey Springs, what was what was the update after the game? Ul- ulnar neuritis. Yeah, not great. Not. well.
2: Supposedly one other team had. I forget. It was might have been. Was it Kopech? Some somebody had ulnar neuritis recently, and was after 10 days was able to come back all right
0: all right well you know that'd be good news for them although not great news for everybody else in the division
2: obviously bad news for scott garceau who has jeffrey springs at one dollar oh he's he's, had him for you know you know
0: scott was doing the game yesterday and they did a cut into him and now i'm starting like i i feel like he was reading his own obituary
2: i went over over to him i said hey uh I see Springs got racked up today. You know, he's taken out after three innings, giving up one run. Yeah. I said, is he available in the trade market? <laughs> he was
0: they did they literally did a cut in to Scott talking about Springs getting injured. Right. And now I want to go back and rewatch <laughs> it to see if I can feel it in his voice. <laughs> what he's going through. Um Stand to the point, like maybe that could be the answer, but the, the second part of what you said is relevant to what I said to everybody who responded that way yesterday you got to paint for me how they're getting through all of this to get to July because you're not making that trade in May. Like, that's not happening. Right, right. How are they getting to July? To be fair, they already found – Danny colomb has been a revelation for this baseball team, has yep. been wildly helpful beyond anything we could have ever expected. But that's one. I don't think you can count on it being other guys that you're picking up off of waivers that get you through no, in order to they, that look, point. Look,
2: they've, they've gotten sort of a – uh, what's it called, whiplash effect on this pitching staff. The, the two two real key cogs to the bullpen have been unavailable. Mm-hmm. So they've been squeezed that way to get stuff out of Logan Gillaspie yep. and Coulomb, as you mentioned, uh, and Michael Bauman has actually pitched pretty I, he's well. i really yes. liked him. He's been helpful. Um, see, isn't that interesting how a converted starter sometimes can be very effective What are you, what are you trying to pitcher. say? Uh, but the other whiplash they've had, the part of the whiplash, is that these starters are not giving manager Brandon Correct. Hyde enough innings. Well,
0: that was uh, on Monday of this week. Admittedly, I was frustrated about when he pulled Kyle Gibson. I get it. Yeah. There was a runner on base. I get that you do, you don't want to invite a team back into a game. But particularly knowing Grayson was throwing after that like, and knowing it's unlikely to expect significant innings from him, I, Kyle Gibson is here – his kind of his job
2: is, is to, to be up
0: to be the innings guy. It's a four-one game at that point. Even if he turn around turns around and gives up a home run, you're not in a drastically different situation than you were to begin with. That was like I I don't there haven't been a lot of things I've criticized when people freak out about Brandon Hyde's lineups. I don't freak out about it. I'm not that guy. But that was the first time this season on Monday night where I said this is too. No, you gotta. He's, he's here to be this guy that when he's only given up one run and you're in the sixth inning and there's a runner on base, you don't immediately pull him. He's got to help you out a little bit more than that because there's no one yeah, else. I thought
2: he was capable that night of, of, of going further. Yeah. No question about it. I think I think Brandon, frankly and I don't say this often and he's never had reason to manage against another team so far in his tenure. Mm-hmm. I think this start that the Rays are off to and granted they played the they played the three worst teams in my power rankings. Correct. 9 games and they won all 9. Mm-hmm. They played the 14th ranked team in my power rankings, the Red Sox, and they won all four. So they're 13 and 0. I think he's managing a little bit with some pressure on him not to fall too far behind interesting the other two teams in other words most people thought that the two best teams were going to be Toronto and New York yep. and if we're to contend it was kind of going to be for that second wild card spot mm-hmm. well with Tampa off to such an incredible start um I'll bet if there was a a Tampa Ray a meter, a meter yeah. that their percentage chance to make the playoffs oh, has gone it's, up it's through the roof. Yeah, yeah. no question. Um, I think Brandon's managing a little, little scared,
0: putting a little bit more emphasis on, on every, winning now. Yeah, yeah. every game yeah. than some of the big picture until,
2: stuff. Until until what he thinks is going to happen is there'll be a regression by the Rays that suddenly they'll lose five out of their next ten and be eighteen and five which is drastically different than 22 and 1, you know. Let me go back to the question that I asked yesterday and I'm going to change the word pa- cuz panic threw people
0: off a lot. Like it's it's un- you shouldn't be panicking about anything. Are you closer to genuinely concerned that this is going to be a season long issue or are you still at a place where you say get back to me in 2 weeks? Like we're still we're we're, we're talking about 2 weeks worth of baseball at this point. Right. I, I can't I can't commit to the idea that this is going to be a problem for a long time.
2: Yeah, I I think that it's that you've you just stated how well, I would say. I don't, I don't think they're like gigantically worried that Bradish and Kramer are going to be what they've been. Uh, you know, I I and I think they're they're reasonably confident that Grayson Rodriguez is going to carve out a spot here. Okay.
0: You know? Okay. I uh,
2: so and and I think they got to be through the roof on what Kyle's done so far. You
0: know? Oh, I think Kyle Gibson's been as advertised. Yeah. Again, the the, the the only disappointing part being that I think you could have gotten more from Kyle Gibson, but for the most part – I think
2: he's much more than advertised. You know, this is a guy with the Phillies last year had a f- plus-five right. right. You know, so I think he's really I, – I had a feeling that what I loved about Matt Harvey mm-hmm. and his time with the Orioles was how – Holt was really working him like mm-hmm. a like a jockey on top of a horse. I think Holt and Gibson are going to be like Mungan and uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay, Monkey. all right, yeah, Mungin. right, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's there's something going on that Holt. I think Gibson came to the. Right place at the right time in his career.
0: Okay. Yeah. I look I, I, he's been I would he, s- he's
3: looking like twenty twenty one Kyle Gibson. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well and I think and the point being a lot of people just said, well, all he needs to be is Jordan Lyles. And if your your point is he's been better than Jordan Lyles, no there's I'll absolutely be on board with that. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buy toyota.com The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in. We're going to meet the uh, the newest incoming Terp, uh, though there could be another one. Maybe we'll find out that uh, later this weekend. Uh, Chance Stevens is going to check in with us. Also in this hour, I want to talk about where where how we react to the Dan Snyder news. I have an a, a interesting question to ask about that. Still to come this hour. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Stand the Fan, Charleston Studio.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age, and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find
0: Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day qualifying teams will be announced.
5: What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7500 in rebates? AJ Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com.
6: If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com/pressbox online and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon and Grinder. Wait did I say grinder I don't think that you would find it on grinder not that I know what's on grinder or anything I swear second thought you know what I don't care what you think here's Glenn all
0: right back in here on GCR as we continue on a Friday edition of the program stand up the, the way that
2: that read in that commercial who was that actor who <laughs> was the from... a- actor doing I've gotta get him in touch with Josh <laughs> yeah right
0: he's killing it uh, Paul Valley see if we can't find him some work. Um, Stan, you have before we get to our next guest. You had another busy week of shows. I yeah. know.
2: Brett Adams was on last night, and last Monday, Lee Lowenfish has written a book on yep. uh, baseball's endangered species the, about the craft of scouting. And Monday night we'll have Mike Boddicker on Frank Excellent. Remish from the New Arena. Yep. Uh, what's in the bank? CFG area? Bank CFG, Arena. CFG, I was right. You didn't CFG. get
0: to go out to any of the events last still weekend? still not been in It'll yeah. blow your mind. Yeah. Both uh, John Colson and I went to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then I found out where John Colson's seats were, and I said, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mine weren't quite as good. Yeah, I didn't weird, get the invite weird, at all.
0: Weird yeah. how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird how that worked out. It's amazing. It's an incredible yeah. facility. Uh, again, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab, YouTube.com slash online or PressBoxOnline.com slash video to find all of Stan's shows. Joining us now, uh, this young man is going to come to College Park to play for the Terps as he has decided to transfer in after spending his first season at Loyola Marymount. He is a sniper, was a heck of a three-point shooter, and we know Maryland could use that. He's Chance Stevens, and he's with us now here on GCR. Chance, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us.
7: Hey, Glenn. How are you doing? Everything is doing good. good.
0: Everything's good, man. Congratulations on uh, being a Terp. Can you take me through? I, I've, I've heard a little bit. I think you might have some family connections, but, you know, on, on paper I see a kid who's playing at Loyola Marymount. who's from Riverside, California. I'm like, wow, what, what would the yeah. connection be for you to end up at Maryland? <laughs> Can you take us through how this all came about?
7: Um, well, basically, basically, um, I've been to the East coast a couple of times. One to Detroit with my mom, cause she's from Detroit and my dad's from DC. Okay. So I've been to DC a couple of times as well too. So, um, I don't know. Every time I go down there, it's just, it's just, I always have a whole lot of fun just seeing family and you know, they always, they always come through, they always make the uh make the stay a lot better. So every time I come back to California I just miss it, you know? And I guess while I was playing basketball out here, my dad was always uh wanted me to play in the East Coast area, specifically D C. So, um I don't know, I just always been trying to get out there and when I went in the transfer portal, um, uh, Maryland I called and Obviously, you know, I was excited for that. So they uh they gave me the opportunity to have my visit down there. I went I went on the visit. I liked every I loved everything actually. And, you know, it's like a dream come true to me, so it was no question and I just committed, ended up committing there.
2: Chance, uh what what are the what part did David Cox play in this? I know you had committed to him when he was the head coach at Rhode Island, uh and he's yeah. one of uh, Kevin's assistants. Obviously, he's a player that was from a coach that was familiar with your game. How important was it to have that comfort level?
7: And uh, to have uh, that type of relationship and comfort level with with a coach, I think is very important, especially in trying to get to the next level. Because coaching staff have have a lot to do with um, how a player will improve and grow in the process during their college career. So, I think. You know, just for everyone, just to find um, a great coach staff that they have um, a really good relationship with. And I found that in Cox because he, he recruited me in eighth grade. Wow. He offered me in eighth grade. Wow. Um, to Rhode Island, yeah. So we've been talking for a very long time. Were and, you the
2: sniper in um, eighth grade? Were you, the, <laughs> were you the sniper back then? <laughs>
7: <laughs> I was a sniper back then. I was a sniper back then. So. <laughs> chance Stevens
2: with us.
0: Chance, where where did that come from? But dude, I, you know, I we were talking about you before you came on the show, and I said, man, I I, I imagine that Chance is probably gonna have the chance to, you know, no pun intended, develop into an even more all around player. But even if all you brought to this team right now is three point shooting, Maryland could use some mm-hmm. of that. Where did it come from, the sniper? Where did that shot for you? Like, I, how did it come about? that that was something that you became such a specialist for?
7: Uh, well, a shot came from my dad, really. he, Me and him working out at the gym almost every day, starting around like eight, just shooting jump shots, really just from everywhere on the floor, just shooting jump shots. Every day consistently coming in. And eventually, you know, I just became natural as all things do when you work on it every day. So um and the name actually one of my family members came to the gym with me and my dad to uh, go shoot and after after uh, after I got done working out I was I was like making every shot. So after we got done working out, he was like, Man, he's like, you should change the name to <laughs> the Sniper on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, What? i was like what i was like what are you talking about (laughs) so i i just did it did it as a joke but i just never changed it after that
2: it's stuck stuck. stuck.
0: there's about a billion worse nicknames for people to stick with snipers pretty good man. (laughs) like i would stick with that yeah i I I appreciate that i
7: appreciate that um
0: chance chance (laughs) uh, stevens is with us he's coming to the university of maryland to play uh, next season would it be fair to say that it also had to matter to you like as much as your connection with David Cox matters as much as you know wanted to be back in this region but the fact that Maryland had the season that they had a year ago and that Kevin Willard kind of proved hey I was able to do this before I had a recruiting class before any of that how much did that play a factor for you in wanting to jump up a level and finding a place where you look at and say like is it fair to say that you look at Maryland now and say I believe I we can compete to go to a final four in the next couple of years
7: Oh, yeah, and I think it was always my dream to play at a um a bigger school too, so that that was definitely a huge factor in in me going there as well so I think I mean what during the big ten that's one of the best conferences in the um out of all the conferences, so I mean you can't get no better than that so uh,
2: yeah i think
7: I think it's gonna be really special, especially when we get all the guys together and we start working so chance I think it's I, really
2: good. chance i haven't I, I haven't fully gotten to talk to many players since this whole name image likeness thing has come about did, did when mm-hmm. when the transfer portals happening is there is there now in this day and age money discussed
0: like a bidding like war?
2: A, you know, yeah, I mean, right. uh, do, do, you, do you do you sort of measure up what you can get at different places in addition to the comfortability with David Cox playing in the home? D- did it still have to make sense for you?
7: Um. Yeah. Yeah. It did. I okay. think. It, I don't think for me it was too focused on money, though. I think it was really just for me, just is it the right situation, you know? Hey, is we, it going to be the right fit for me?
0: As a player, Chance, I mentioned Maryland can use. Boy, you know, for everything
2: that went well a year ago, three-point shooting was an issue. There were certain games where it was they couldn't hit the left side. 100%. Yeah, I,
0: I have no doubt that that's something you want to bring, but how much do you feel like maybe we didn't get to see everything that you could be bringing to the table over the coming years at Maryland beyond the 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 fir- the thing that jumps out to all of us is the three point shooting. But what else could be coming as you continue to develop over the next couple of years?
7: Um, I think definitely my my defense and my playmaking ability, just just being able to get you know everyone around me better and open looks and make the game easier on them. So that's what I think. I'll be able to show that I didn't be able to show that I wasn't able to show last year. This year. So
2: have you ever attended games at the Xfinity Center?
7: I have never. But my but my papa has. He came to he came to some games last year.
0: And so you're aware that it can be pretty freaking electric inside that building. <laughs> and like, when the sniper goes yeah, on. Yeah, right. Dude, that Purdue game last uh-huh, year, yeah. it was about as yeah, raucous. Oh, definitely aware. Yeah, man. That can be really uh-huh. exciting. A, a chance, with, uh-huh. with, with that, do you, do you have any relationships with any of the guys on the team? Like, you know, it's such a, basketball's such a kind of a small world. Like You guys run into each other, AAU, stuff like that.
7: Did, did you know yeah. any of
0: these guys? Did you, did you maybe have a conversation with any of the guys on the team?
7: I actually haven't I haven't um I don't know any of them before uh, Okay. Before going there, but I got to meet um I got to meet Jahari cuz he was on my visit and he went to dinner with us. So he was the only one I got to meet. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to meet the uh, the rest of the guys, so would you
2: have I'll to be eat? What looking What'd forward you to meet have- them though. Yeah, all right. What'd you have to eat?
7: Ooh. Uh, I definitely got some seafood.
0: There we go. Got that's me. see. That's that <laughs> that's a good reason to that's be a, here. your life is going to improve now <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Being out on this side of the country, that's the way that it goes. Yeah, but
7: they got some some blue crabs. That's what I got. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not getting those in Riverside. It just
2: ain't happening. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah,
7: you're not. You're not touching those down here. No doubt. It,
2: it's just not going to work. We've got to get you out for some steam crabs Yeah, steam crabs,
0: get you some crab cakes. We'll make sure that that is. Yeah, happens.
7: That's, that's exactly what I got. The crab cakes are fire. Chance, I, I, I,
0: love those. I said something, but I'm wondering if you could, you know, it, it, it would be it would better to hear those expectations from you than from me, right? Like, are, are you really coming to Maryland now believing that you're at a school that is capable of winning a national championship?
7: Yes, I, I definitely believe that that next year or coming to this school that we can we can definitely win the national
0: championship. That's uh, that's that's what we, we're we're really excited. You know, like Stan and I will tell you this season. There was some apathy at Maryland for a little while, and what uh, those guys did this year, and I know you get the, you know, a lot of those guys are back. Juju's back, Jameer Young's back, and Dante back Scott's back. Back. back some of the magic. Yeah, there's a real opportunity for something special next year, and we're really looking forward to seeing that from you guys. Uh, chance, what can we plug for you, social media-wise? Where can Maryland fans be giving you a follow?
4: Um,
7: Instagram at Chance underscore the underscore sniper. That's the best place. That's about it, really. Well,
0: you that's, got you got a it. you've got a website, right, with some gear?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chance, chance to Cool. Go so
2: cool.
7: there I got some hoodies, t-shirts on there. So I I
2: got one last Go que- I got one last question. I'm sorry to have interrupted you. Go ahead, finish up what you were saying, Chance. Sorry, what did you say? I, I I apologize for jumping in. Let me just ask you this last question. Are you how? Oh, yeah, go ahead. How aware are you of the the attempt to get Hunter Dickinson mm. to come over there? Mm. Can we? I mean, are you can, aware? Can of we that? get you to start sending
0: some DMs or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
7: you know, I'm definitely aware of that. Uh, All right, of course, I want him over there. If if he get him, it's definitely a game changer.
0: Yeah. I mean, my god, the roster you guys would have next year would be overwhelming. Could be a talking about
1: a yeah, top nice.
2: preseason top 10 type of team. Not not many teams can have yeah. the sniper and the game changer on right. the same squad. <laughs> hey, uh Chance, yeah.
0: it, it's great to meet you, man. We can't wait to see you out here in College Park. Congratulations great on uh, yeah. making this move. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning.
7: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chance. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having
0: me. No doubt. Chance, Chance Stevens, the sniper, uh, joining us this morning here on GCR as he gets ready to come to University of Maryland. As Stan points out, uh, Hunter Dickinson, indeed, is scheduled to make a visit this weekend uh, at the University of Maryland. He's also visiting Georgetown uh, while he's here, and the belief is basically everybody is still in
2: on hunter dickinson and supposedly he's going
0: to duke yeah villanova's in okay. kansas is like basically everyone
3: is in the yankees are in right i'm pretty sure the yeah, yankees like the they got we
0: know they have the The padres almost yeah. certainly are in <laughs> we know that they'll spend whatever they need to spend
2: and bashati because it might be a way to get, get lamar jackson 100 percent be
0: yeah. more bought in square things <laughs> with him <laughs> right square things with lamar jackson by getting hunter dickinson um, although you know, Boshadi likes Maryland basketball yeah, too. Maybe, maybe he could get involved to help out. I'm still in a weird place with that part of this stand. Like, I gotta be honest with you, I I'm not saying I don't think it's a bad thing to have Hunter Dickinson by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But you do have to start sort of mapping out what the roster looks like and how that pushes everyone down. And I don't really love Juju Reese stepping out and trying to be a stretch four like that. I just don't think that's his game. I get he's not a true five, but I, I, in college basketball anymore, there aren't really true fives. And so I do think that for the style of play that's going to win in the tournament, Juju, Juju Reese is better playing. I almost called him Juju Smith Schuster. Juju Reese is better playing the five against those teams in mm. the big 10 it's a different animal because you got to go up against the Zach Eadies uh, of the world.
2: I'll, I'll let Kevin Willard work the X's and O's. I'd love you. to
0: have both of
2: them on I, the same I, squad.
0: I, I get it. and th- But then Dante Scott's getting pushed back to being a three, and he certainly was not consistent enough with his shot a year ago for me
2: to be comfortable. I I, I think you also, though, become a team that's really capable of rebounding really well. No, there's got no doubt Scott, about Scott, Reese, and Dickinson. Yeah. And also, it's not like all of a sudden Reese is going to, Come out next year and never be in foul trouble. No question. You know, right? So having three guys rotating those minutes, I, uh, here's it gives you an incredible amount of versatility. I, I
0: wish it, it, this is the best way I can say it, Stan.
2: I wish there was a different
0: player that could help address that unique problem. Right. That didn't force everyone to be pushed down in the process. Now the fact that we don't know that there is that player available, and this is the guy that is, yeah. And there is an, there's a reason to think he might want to come to Maryland. Mm-hmm. I probably would line up with you and say yes. If you're asking me simply in a vacuum, yes or no on Hunter Dickinson, I'm inclined to say yes because
3: of
2: it.
0: I just don't know that it's as perfect a fit as you might want to believe that it is. Given what I think, what it, does.
2: it overall it is, and I understand what you're talking about the problems on the court, mm-hmm. you know, with minutes and what it does to positions. You, any coach worth his salt would love to have that problem of having I don't Reece, disagree with that, Scott and this player. I just think for the, the short-term jolt it would give this program right now to again be back where a top, top guy wants to come there and what he could do for the team, it's like taking you from from hell to nirvana in two seasons uh that's well, pretty amazing th- this
0: maryland roster with their income by the way we haven't even talked about they're bringing in deshaun harris smith they're bringing in jamie kaiser who are both highly regarded mm-hmm. prospects john lamoth from baltimore who's expected to be an impact player of sorts you add hunter dickinson to that you legitimately are talking about a team that's going to be a top 10 yeah. preseason. Mm-hmm. they will be in the preseason top 10 now that doesn't once upon a time, of course, Diamond Stone's team was a preseason top 10 team, and they had nothing yeah, to show for it. but team had
2: a different coach.
0: Yes, that is also true. That is also true, and it turns out Diamond Stone was not the guy that we thought he no, was, he right? Like, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but the point sort of being, it, it's not that relevant that you're a preseason top 10 team, but that would be the expectation yeah. that you'd be faced with. Paul from o- Ovalando did point out that Hunter Dickinson has also said he's taking an official to Kansas, and yes, yeah. every... I, I think if the ex, if your thought is maybe that Maryland can get Hunter Dickinson to just commit while he's there this weekend, I think that's very unlikely. I think there's still going to be a bidding war um to come for Hunter Dickinson. I still think there's going to be what no, we were joking about with Chance Stevens, I think yeah. it's going to be very real for Hunter
2: Dickinson. Yeah, no question about it. But the but one other factor is uh coach Willard has now brought in Mike Jones. Yep, the DeMatha with, with Dickinson's 100%. coach at DeMatha. Yep. So you got Cox bringing in, and they, and they still have to
0: fill their third assistant spot right. because Grant Billmeyer left for NJI to take the head coaching job at NJIT. So we'll see how they go about filling that. I don't.
2: I hear Todd Munkin is Todd Munken. Well,
0: I don't know that that would be ideal for everybody if it ends up being Todd Munkin. I don't know that's the case, and I could make an argument that that might be a role that you try to put a Baltimore connection in, mm-hmm. but you know, I. They've got a Baltimore guy on the staff. I don't remember what Tavon Sadler's um, role is on the st- – he's, he's got some sort of director of
2: – Operations. Or what
0: something. What is a Kenny Amatololo's uh, title at UCL? Director of the, leadership. Yeah, director of leadership, yes. yeah, Which is I, – I even when we asked him, I was like, Ken, what is a director of leadership? I still didn't feel like I understood what the was. Well, you know, I, I do whatever Chip needs. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like – I think Tavon Sadler might have that kind of role with Maryland basketball, so it's not like they don't have a Baltimore – Right. Director
3: director of player personnel. All right. So it's kind of a real role, but like – But I don't even know what that (laughs) – I really don't
0: know what that is. It used to be director of ops was a thing. Now there's director of player personnel. But the point being, they do have a Baltimore connection on On staff, staff, and that does matter for them. So they might say it's not as important to us that – we specifically have an assistant right. coach have that Baltimore connection because we have someone within the program that does have the Baltimore connection. Right. And Tavon Sadler does have a you know a good connection to this area and is respected and is you know appreciated. I have no doubt, however, that if you called up Bino Ranson and said, "Hey, buddy, you want to come back from DePaul?" Bino would be on the first flight back. Yeah. He would say, "Please." And he's doing a great job, too. And, and he's beloved in Baltimore. Yeah. is a yeah. beloved figure within this community, and also, by the way. He was really credited with helping to land Diamond Stone once upon a time. Yeah. So he wasn't just a Baltimore guy. Um, he proved that he had chops beyond Baltimore in recruiting. And I'm telling you, w- walk around this town one day with Bino Ranson and see just how respected the man is, just how appreciated he is within this community. He's sort of like a Pied Piper figure. All right. Um, today's show is also brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. Now, as I pointed out, Stan, we've got a new print issue coming. This is the final weekend for you to go get this print issue of Press Box with Gunnar Henderson on the cover. Do you want to go ahead and talk about
2: um, the new issue that's going to hit Stan's next Wednesday? Yeah, I don't think it's anything. We we came up with, you know, uh, coming out every other month. Uh, we, we try and we try and stagger the topics that we put on the cover, but. There didn't seem to be anything really that compelling. You want to? You want to? Can we just be honest about it?
0: Can yeah. we? Can we pull the curtain back? The Lamar Jackson situation has made it very difficult for us to commit to anything as a two-month cover story related to the Ravens. Yeah, uh, just being as frank as we yeah, can about that's it. A good way to put it's it. It's very difficult when everything centers around this one thing that is such a giant unknown to do any kind of big-picture storytelling related to the Ravens at the moment. Yeah. So Now,
2: clearly, if we were a weekly like we were 100%. 17 yep. years ago, uh, we would have probably had an Odell Beckham cover no question. for next week. No question. Uh, we would have responded that way. One of the things we thought was an interesting topic for this season was sort of without without diving deeply into one story, the Orioles have so many prospects – that are going to be playing throughout the state of Maryland this summer, uh, in Delmarva and Aberdeen and Bowie, that we came out with the Pipeline Primer, the concept of a primer for who you're going to see at what places, a little bit of their scheduling, what tickets are like and all that, names of the ballparks. A a,
0: a couple of things that are interesting to me about it, Stan, one. By the way, the the cover will feature a – illustration illustration of jackson holiday of
2: course was done by the great john panisi
0: um but the it's a it's an entire section about and and to me the big part stan is i think when adley and gunner got here and grayson's now gotten here there is a feeling of okay well that was those were the guys right and i think this conveys is it's still a very deep system yeah and i keep trying to talk about like we're still looking at the, the the team that you think might one day compete for a world series title there might still only be a few of the pieces that are here like that's that's the reality of it there's still not just jackson holiday a literal number one overall pick but y'all been paying attention to heston kerstad recently colton Kowser, we just talked to kobe mayo kobe, yesterday kobe on mayo. the program the international signings a few of those are featured within this section um, convers- What's a catcher, uh, Sammy Bassey? Yeah, Bus- I'm so Bus- oh, it's going to drive me nuts because I'm I know I know <laughs> I didn't want to say the name because yeah. I had forgotten to. <laughs> I, yes, uh, I'll tell you in two yeah. seconds. Uh, but that's what this is kind of all about: is that despite these guys, Cade, Cade Povich, Cade Povich, now that sure. they picked up in a trade, um, despite these guys all getting here, there's still a lot. There's still a lot still to come within that pipeline for the Baltimore Orioles. Dylan
2: Beavers.
0: Yep, and as much as you're going to want to go out to Orioles games this summer, as Stan pointed out, if you're headed down to the beach, you might still want to be stopping by. Right now, Jackson Holiday is at Salisbury, or at Delmarva, in Salisbury. Might be worth trying to figure out a way to plan your weekend around. Can I sneak through Salisbury on the way in or on the way out to go see Jackson Holiday play baseball? So it's... You know, there's a little bit of a travel kind of part to this. All of it is mixed in, but it's a significant section that was curated by Luke Jackson, as I I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, And uh, it's going to be available next Wednesday, this new print issue of Pressbox. We're looking forward to that. You'll be able to get it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms at these hundreds of locations around town. Uh, Other stuff in there, Bo Smolka dives into last year's draft class and what progress would look like. For those players. It'll be a very
2: big key for this team this
0: season. No question about that. And the Todd Karpovich profiles Kyle Gibson, who we were talking about a minute ago. I look over the sports history at the Baltimore Arena as we now have a new building and try to imagine what sports could still kind of play a role moving forward. At the building, because it's not going to be the same. The number of things that I didn't know about in the sports history of the building is I did my research this month where I, I said to Stan, I did not know that Jimmy Connors played on a world team tennis team at the the building. I had, Before me, I had no idea that was ever a thing. So I dove into that a little bit as well in this print
2: issue. I wrote about uh, the mistake that the Orioles are making again on D.L. Hall. Ah, it's been a topic. They're stretching. They're going to stretch them out, though. Yep. You know, they're going to be a great starter. He's pitched twice out. and thrown six innings so far. How's that stretching That's out working?
0: Uh, right? Uh, all right. Uh, you can get that print issue starting on Wednesday. It will be available. Hey, when we come back in, Stan, I want to ask you. I-, I think that you, like I, more than anything, have dis- I like you. I well, like you. I mean, some days. Some days. I think that, similar to I, you have distaste for the Washington football franchise. You could say that. I think that you, you and I are alike in that way. Or at least the man who owns. Well, who that owns that overwhelmingly, but yeah. in, in general, more inclined to root against them than anything else.
2: I, I, You know, I was born in Washington, D.C., so when the Redskins got good under George Allen, <coughs> I really I loved the Redskins. Interesting. And then I did with not, Joe Gibbs, I loved the Redskins. I did Redskins. not know that part of your yeah,
0: history. yeah. I would like to talk about the Baltimore perspective of what today is a day of celebration in our nation's capital. I, th- that region is.
2: They got to be dancing in the
0: street, losing its minds. And I have had conflicted
2: feelings. of—and It's not about Chance Stevens. coming. I don't to think so. Park. I
0: don't <laughs> think that's the reason, although they probably like that, too. Yeah, um, I have this. I, I have a bunch of different emotions that I have felt in relation to that. And I want to kind of talk through some of those things when we come back in. Today's show is also brought to you by A.J. Michaels, expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels. Heating, A.C., plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. Stand the fans here. It's Glenn Clark Radio baseball season is finally here and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from birdland sports as a small business run by o's fans birdland sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise including unique designs like birds are coming tees player cartoon shirts and championship prediction designs and the best part their prices are more affordable than the big guys get high quality gear without breaking the bank so whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home show your love for the birds with birdland sports visit birdland sports sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go Os.
5: Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today.
6: Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host, host Zach Goodman will be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash online and Facebook.com slash pressbox sports, or listen live at Pressboxonline.com radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. Northport Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you?
0: Back in here on GCR, Stan the fan. I promise he's here. You don't see him right now, but I promise he's here. Didn't he say he? I think said... he said he would rather go in and watch Ninja Turtles with my sons. Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, Griffin was like, "Wait, was that an option? <laughs> I, I was not aware that watching Ninja Turtles was something I was allowed to do today." The boys are very, I told them they couldn't watch any more Ninja Turtles because I needed my phone back. They, by the way, as a parent, mm-hmm. never make the mistake I made today. I brought my iPad with me so the boys could watch my iPad while they were here, but I forgot the charger. Oh. <laughs> Nightmare. Mm. Nightmare scenario. So I had to give them my phone instead. Now, luckily, my sons handled that quite well. and they were sitting there sharing my phone to Very watch their mature young men. I thought that's what you were doing, is just going in to watch Ninja Turtles with the boys. I thought that was... I was, I did why. grab that. Do yeah.
2: they yeah. need to use my phone, no, too? No, they're, they're fine. They've they're got... Fine. They're playing games they're, now. They're, they're, they're incredible
0: They're together. fine. Yeah. They're totally... They mostly like each other. <laughs> Every now and then when we start... Like, they'll start wrestling, then they don't for a minute. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the most part, they like each other, and they enjoy being around each other, and there's not, like, the... Oh, he's 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 in kindergarten. I don't want to hang out with him. They mostly <laughs> they, like each they each mostly enjoy good. each other's company, which I do appreciate as a parent. That means something. They've to probably me. bonded against you and <laughs> and your wife. I, and you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. I'd rather they get along with each other. Frankly, I'd rather that be the case at this point. Um, Stan, I I you know I I let into it before the break. Uh, obviously, and we're still they're still you know dot and eyes crossing and T's, and we still don't know exactly how it's all going to play out but yesterday was the day it kind of became clear this is not going to drag on further right dan snyder's tenure as owner in washington will be ending in the coming weeks he will not still be in charge when the season begins down there it's i mean it's bat s. my friends at 106.7 the fan in dc literally like booked you know, live broadcast to go through a block party today because mm-hmm. it's so exciting. I think for the good of football, everyone knows Dan Snyder is is excrement
2: and He's an wretched human being. Correct,
0: and there is he has no place as an owner in the National Football League. So I think generically, it's a good day for football as well. There is a weird feeling that I have though, and I've said this before. The one thing I could count on with Dan Snyder being the owner of the Washington football team, was one less team you had to worry about being competitive. Mm -hmm. There was kind of something nice about knowing, well, you're really only competing against 30 other teams because you sure as F aren't competing against Washington because they'll never get it right as long as he's the guy. Now there's no direct, it's not like you're in the same division and, You know, it's you don't play each other all that frequently, so it's not a rivalry by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just a reminder that somebody else might get it right in the future, and somebody else might, this team, led by Josh Harris, who by all accounts has done a nice job leading the 76ers, and uh, the Devils is the other team that he owns, right? Um, Magic Johnson, who's obviously a very astute business person, And I do not know, is it Mitchell Rails, I believe, is the other partner that's involved with this, that John Colson apparently has a, he he was in radio for a long time in D.C., owned 980 uh, years ago. So, you know, they might figure out how to dig this disaster back to a place of, you know, it's hard for people of a certain age to realize that, once upon a time and The Redskins were, were one of the best team franchises w- w- in f- a model franchise yep. in American Pro Sports. A a a franchise that you would strive to match the success and beloved nature within that market, which is a very difficult market because of its transient nature, in order to get people to commit to until Alex Ovechkin came along, the capitals were zip. we were, were nothing. The, the Washington Bullets Wizards have never been anything. They've never had a blip on the radar. The Nationals, it seemed for a minute like they were a thing, but you've kind of been reminded immediately afterwards that that's mild. There's a mild appreciation. I think there's a baseball appreciation in D.C., and because of that, you know, the Nationals do well enough, but for the most part, it's, it's tepid. I... There is a small part of me that says I kind of like the comfort of knowing it was always going to be a disaster as long as Dan Snyder was there.
2: Yeah, I totally get uh, get how you feel. you know. I, and, I, and I think this is a period, not a day of, because the sale hasn't right. officially gone through, but this is a period of great excitement and enthusiasm. It's pretty bad when you do not have any faith in your ownership that they'll get something right. You know, and that they seem to be a blight on on your, you know, I mean, that no I, matter I, what, I no, criticize Peter Angelos for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but never not even. It's like a thimble compared to a full I, fledged bucket. I, 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 of have said,
0: crap. I think Peter Angelos has been a poor baseball owner. Yeah. But, but he's not, he's not, a not been being. a monstrous right. human being. Right the way that Dan Snyder has been an unquestionable, monstrous human being. It's one thing that I've always reminded like Orioles fans, hey, as much as we don't like Peter Angelos, and look, I get it, for good reason, there are people even within this community that would say, yes, but because of his philanthropy, we think extraordinarily highly of Peter Angelos. Right. Dan Snyder, while yes, I'm sure he has given lots of money too, because you know it's it's helpful for tax reasons to give money, there's not a soul, there's not a person That would tell you, but we appreciate and respect Dan Snyder. That person doesn't exist because the only people that did it were the people that he was paying to do that, and inevitably he always ends up blowing those people out too, or they get sick of it at some point and they move on and they do something else. It's he's garbage. It's one of the most spectacular failures of a boy who would be king, right? And look, Dan Snyder has made plenty of money, and And you know, going to
2: make a lot of money. No doubt,
0: he's about to have six billion dollars, and that's. Must be nice. Uh, There's, it's not. But as far as someone who wanted this, the story of Dan Snyder was how badly he wanted to be the owner of the Washington Redskins. He badly wanted that, and there is nothing to show for it. There's nothing redeemable. No legacy. Zero. Yeah, zero. It's he is one of the most despised figures. In the history of American professional sports,
2: it is an atrocity. What his. Tom Cruise likes him, though, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, but because they're business partners, right? right. Like, it's one of those, like, you're kind of getting paid to. Like, outside of people that are getting paid to be his partner, Mm -hmm. there's no one that would have any positive word to say about Dan Snyder. It is. I don't know that there's a comparable to it. Again, I, over the years, we would make comparisons between, you know, Peter Angelos and Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it became clear Dan Snyder wasn't just a bad football owner. Like, yeah, at he,
2: some he, point... He was going to win that battle. That <laughs> battle to bad. <laughs> right. You know, bad human yeah, day.
0: that's the one thing he's won in his life, yeah. is that mm-hmm. he yeah. won that battle between uh, he and Peter Angelos. Yeah. Um, do you think that can still... Do you think that new ownership can revive... That th- th- This is always the question, right? can that be revived or was it killed to such an extent during the Dan Snyder era that even new ownership and even doing the right things might not be able to fully revive what once was in Washington
2: i think what will fully revive that will be at some point in the not when i say not too distant i'd say 8 to 12 years i think the red the commanders will play in a new facility yes which will greatly help uh, erase the blight of Dan the Dan Snyder era, even though it was Jack Kent Cooke who mm-hmm. built that building. Um, Do you think it has to be at the RFK site in order for that to? I don't know exactly. I don't know enough about the geography down there, but I, it's just you can't have a place that's not a destination point. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I, the experience of going to, to Commander's Games oh. Is a it's, dreadful, hell. it's a it's dreadful hell. experience. Nobody looks forward to it. Pure hell. hell. I, I, I think
0: in order to try to create what once was, it almost has to be at the RFK site, right? Yeah. In order to replicate that part of it, I think it almost has to be at the RFK site. But to your point, yes, just getting out of that absolute pig F of a situation for people to go to games where they're literally being sprayed with right. excrement right. because... That's how bad it is. There, we'll go a long way, at least, into giving hope that it could be done. For I mean, for what it's worth, the, the as much as maybe people were confused when they decided they're going to put the baseball stadium, um, on the Anacostia in an area that at the time I think anybody who went
2: it was it was, a, it was a, nothing. It was like an inner harbor in Baltimore. Like, you know when be- harbor be- before yeah
0: yeah, yeah uh, Governor Schaefer, you know or Mayor Schaefer, went to the lengths that he went yeah. to in order to try to upgrade it like now you go down to that area and it's electric it's alive they have created something the stocker stadium's now there too they've opened up tons of restaurants and bars offices have moved into that area you know just down the street from navy yard they have created an electric part of town that didn't exist before so could it be done it's a little bit different with football because there's only Only eight
2: games. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, yeah, it's vastly different. I'm just talking about the experience of getting to games. No question. For a person driving, is just god awful. It's it's
0: such a hell, and and
2: only having one person that can decide how much to charge you for parking. Yes, because you have no other option. Right, right. There's no competition whatsoever.
0: (laughs) I was hoping to take advantage of the competition on opening day. I got. uh, I got squeezed, by the way. I had a where I uh, had an in Yards. Well, I I decided that I was gonna park. I did some research right the day before. I actually prepared and checked, and I found out because I was gonna be going over and hanging out with our friends at 1057 at Pickles. Right. So I decided that I the options were I could pay for valet parking. At, what is that right? The Hampton Inn that's right there by Pickles. I could I could pay for valet parking there, but I went ahead and did some research. And found out that there was an option to park at the Marriott and they charged thirty two dollars. Okay. And I said, you know what? On opening day, I'll just take that. It's three blocks yeah, away. Right. Like I'm I'm good with
2: that. Mm-hmm.
0: Wasn't thirty-two dollars on opening day.
2: It wasn't thirty-two dollars. No. It was cheaper? No. no.
0: Definitely wasn't cheaper. Fifty seven dollars. Yeah, go ahead, double the number. It was oh, it was sixty dollars. 60, 60 it was sixty dollars. Now, what was nice? Is how they still had. Well,
2: a now s- at least the Marriott's getting all this nice publicity. A
0: hundred percent, right? Oh, I don't care. I'm willing to talk about it because this is a bait and switch. They still had the sign out in front of the hotel that said parking thirty two dollars. So I was feeling very comfortable as I pulled up to the thing and said, "Great, thirty two dollars." And then I go to put my credit card in, and it says sixty dollars. And I said, "Well, that's weird because I was to understand it was thirty two dollars." But you know what? It's fine. I'm here oh, early. Right I got on. time i'll just back out. i just won't go i won't i won't you know i'll do the thing where i take the ticket and I, not an option i have now four cars behind me i can't back out and you can't just get a ticket because they make you pay up front
1: mm.
0: so i got stuck where even if i had put my credit card in and left i was still going to be charged with sixty dollars by simply pulling into the line so look you guys want to advertise here you want to be partners one day I'll decide that I can like the Marriott. We can work through these things. But that was about as bait-and-switchy as anything I've ever experienced mm, in my entire sh- that's shitty, life. That's a That's It's the definition of the type of thing that we should be protected from as right. consumers. Right. That was as bait-and-switch as it gets as far as being forced to pay an extraordinary amount of money beyond what I expected.
3: Before we get off the Commander's thing... um, yes. Oh, I have some, how much, was Dan uh, Snyder did you own check the your Marriott?
0: Email. I have some audio I, I want to share. Does Dan Snyder
3: own part of the marriage? You know
0: what? Given the way it went, it wouldn't surprise me if we learned that at some point, Stan.
3: But, you know, talking about you know, how we we're competing against so only 30 other teams when Dan Snyder's in charge. Yes. Well, now that they have a new owner, how much is that going to impact? I mean, it might be too late at this point for them to go after Lamar this Jackson. This year, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't think it changes.
2: I don't think – well. It changes the mood of the fans this year. I, and but, but, karma, karma would be – that the the commanders go like eleven and five or eleven and six, right? And are really a relevant team again. That would be the best karma karmic uh, event that could happen in. With what quarterback commander. though? That's to, like, that's to, to Griffin's point. Is yeah. it
0: possible that this group gets in there and says we want to make a splash? Right. We want to do something electric. Let's call up and figure out what it would take to get Justin Josh, this thing ha- Josh done Harris
3: with. and Magic Johnson come from a sport with guaranteed contracts like, you know, and how much would that play? Well, we've seen Tepper, we've seen the Waltons. They want to make would, big moves. I mean, there would be nothing that owners. would that
0: would boost. I mean, obviously it would create an amount of excitement.
2: I would still be very I, I don't suppra- think that there's time enough for them to to put well, it we in don't in this right, we don't know right. when this is going to become mm-hmm. official right, official. Right. This email. might not exactly. be official for 6 weeks. Like I, is it is it impossible
0: No, like you want me to say there's a, I'll build in a 1% on the lamar meter for that? Like maybe, maybe there's a 1% chance that this all comes to fruition and that they're sitting around today saying, what is the number one thing we could do to immediately try to electrify this fan base on day one? And there's no doubt that of the options that are out there, there is nothing they could do that would electrify the Washington fan base more than being the team that aggressively tried to pursue Lamar Jackson,
3: but... Do I think it's practical? Do I think it's l- not, definitely not likely? I don't even sure that I think that it's practical. Should have put more pressure on Bichette and DeCosta to get a deal done before next off when the Commanders may be ready to go all in on a Lamar Jackson like quarterback.
0: I, next, next year really starts to get interesting. There's it so does. many things that become interesting about next year.
2: Well, how he pl- if in fact he plays this year? Yep. How does he play? Yep and how does that factor into his value does it does it demand
0: does his play this year demand on its own that steve vishotti says look i don't care i don't i no longer care what anybody else thinks like Uh, i I have to whatever your opinion is about me other owners i don't care any longer i have no choice or does it go
2: the other way does it right that that he really stinks up the? and he
0: just says look man you know love you but love you but we're moving on if now, that becomes tricky, too, because now you're creating a scenario where you lose him without getting anything back from him, and that is a very difficult situation to have play out with it. Dude, I I can't even – I don't even have the bandwidth yet to start thinking about next year. Like, I'm just not there yet. I
2: I'll I will throw one thing that uh, Eric DaCosta mentioned when I asked him at the press conference last week, are you confident that you will – end up with more than five draft picks Mm -hmm. and he kind of smugly said "Uh, well nine of the 14 years that I've been part of this so we we always end up and he said not only more draft picks for this year but I could see if there's a say a Patrick Queen trade Mm. that it gets them a, a number one next year and maybe a three and a five this year or something. I think it's going to be tough to do. Yeah, I get a, a get a one
0: for an inside linebacker at this point. Like okay. if Roquan Smith couldn't net a one, good point. I think it's almost impossible. But good could point. it get you someone's two? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, I think
2: the idea of them getting in a better position oh, next de- year to to I, I, trade I, up. I've whatever. always thought the most likely scenario for just for, is one of two things:
0: either they're just not going to take the 22nd pick. They're just going to use that to try right. to acquire some picks <laughs> or that they were going to trade Patrick queen in order to try yeah. to get a second round to recoup a second round
2: pick. I I, I think it depends upon what's available to them on draft day. It, it's a, you it's know.
0: a very fair part of the, although, you know, they made the decision about Hollywood Brown a year ago before they knew. And somebody would say that bit him in the ass, right? Because they didn't, they moved on from their receiver and they didn't get the receiver to replace him. Um, yeah. But, I'd almost be surprised. I'm just so convinced they're not picking a 22. It's so funny because, you know, we normally do draft shows, right, Stan? Like over the years we've always done these draft shows. And there is such a part of me that's like, I I don't know if we should do one this year because I am really largely
3: convinced that we're going
0: to end up sitting here all night only for nothing to happen.
3: We get to react to a a fun 31 pick first round. Yeah,
0: we could do that too. Hey, there is some audio that uh, I wanted to share today before we uh, wind down from today's show. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Stan, are you familiar with what what happened with Abbott Elementary and the Baltimore Orioles this
2: week? Uh, Abbott Elementary. The television No, The television sh- not Which is, no, which is not, very good. I'm, I'm yeah, a fan of the show. It's a terrific show. show. Griffin casually me mentioned
0: at the end of yesterday's show, yeah. hey, apparently Adley Rutschman got a shout-out on Abbott Elementary yesterday, and I hadn't watched yet. Right. Because I don't normally watch. This is 2023, and I I actually watch Abbott Elementary. I like the show. Very good show. Um, I was not aware. They... They didn't get it all right, but they kind of casually predicted something that might happen. I don't know how clean this audio is because it's somebody recording their screen. It's not the actual. But this is a scene. So one of the things you should know about Abbott Elementary, one of the teachers is a Baltimore sports fan. It's based in Philly. Right. So, like, they're all Eagles fans. But Gregory has been outed over the years as being a Ravens fan. Well, we also learned this week he's an Orioles fan. And so is one of the cafeteria workers. And they were talking about a fake Orioles game. Here's, they kind of predicted something in the process. Uh,
7: five three O's. Adley Rutschman did an opposite field walk off homer, and Cedric Mullins was a single side of the cycle. So, so again, God.
0: they didn't get everything right. It wasn't an opposite field home run. Right. <laughs> but considering Adley Rutschman had never. I, which was hit off wild walk to me. Off home run? I couldn't believe it. And he says at no level had he ever hit a walk off home run before. Yeah. They yes. they called the night before it happened. Mm. Adley Rutschman's first career walk off home is a run. Great story on Abbott Elementary on ABC on Wednesday. Great, right? which great is story. which is wild. Great. By the way, very good show. And also, my God is I don't know what else there even is to say about Adley Rutschman. At some point, <laughs> like his that
2: was unbelievable.
0: His feel for the moment. Like, we already knew he was a really good baseball player. That was never a debate. But his feel for big moments, whether it was opening day in Boston, whether it was opening day in Baltimore, a walk-off home run yesterday when we were all starting to feel a little hinky about how things had gone during the course of the series. My God, this man, on top of being really good, has already proven in less than one full season of baseball to be Incredibly clutch on top of that. Adley Clutchman, right? Adley Clutchman, 1,000%. Right. I, d- I like that. S- uh, uh, make sure we print t shirts before Josh <laughs> can steal them for Birdlandsports.com. <laughs> make sure you get that going. I, I, really, I'm running out of superlatives, and we're only a year in. Like, we're not even a full year into Adley Rutschman, and I'm not sure what else there is to say about the guy. He's truly unbelievable. He is already staking a, a place in the Pantheon of athletes that we have been fortunate to watch in this city. Um, it's, it's There's nothing else to say. The other piece of audio is from Darius Slay, again, who we found out apparently had talked to the Ravens. He's got this podcast, Big Play Slay, and was being a little, I don't know, ambiguous, but I don't know what the word is that I'm looking to describe here. He's kind of suggesting that there might be something else coming for the Baltimore Ravens. This is from Darius Slay's podcast.
4: As a receiver, and they' trying to answer that with Odell. And I heard a lot of other news, but I'm gonna keep them news to myself. That's probably want to go over there too. But I heard a lot of other stuff people want to go over there. But we going to stay tuned, and and if I'm right, I'm gonna tell y'all I was right. But I'm gonna let y'all just mm, sizzle y'all little spirit with that one. But
0: uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. How about how he potted that
2: down? It yeah, very, that was a better was fade. It was a much, much better fade, fade much this better time faded. than I started the
0: show. Yeah. I have no idea what to make of Darius Slay suggesting there could be something else coming for the Baltimore Ravens. I, I know that somebody would say, well, is that DeAndre Hopkins, right? Is that what you're – because that's the only other right. like player that's really been connected to the Ravens in a positive way. Somebody brought up Jarvis Landry to me. Like, mm. I, I
1: mean,
0: Could you imagine the thing that didn't work in Cleveland? You're like, <laughs> but – it's the, it's the, the J- Lamar. it's the Joe Blue thing, right? Like, but it might work for us.
2: Thomas <laughs> like, Landry played for the Dolphins, right? Yeah,
0: at one yeah, point he did. Dolphins. He was with the Saints most recently, right? Yes, they yeah, were the, the
3: Saints last year, then he was with the Browns, I guess, pretty much the same time yeah. Odell was. And, and I was, even when... Yeah, the LSU guys. It was like, like, I
0: was in favor still of the Ravens taking a chance on him after, before the, going into last year, but... At this point, it's just sort of it's. I would it would almost come off. It's because
3: Rashad Bateman that's the that's new effect. But Lamar and Bateman balances it out more.
0: Okay, I don't know. What the, I don't really know what you're trying to say. You're <laughs> trying to
3: defend it if it happens. I mean,
0: if it happens again, you can argue it's still better than what it is that you've had. Yes. But I uh, I am unmoved by the idea of Jarvis Landry whatsoever. It does not move me one bit. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by pressboxonline.com slash offers. Baseball season's here for the first time in history. You can bet from your phone in the state of Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com offers for the best sportsbook offers and incentives so you can start winning today. Get up to $1,000 in a deposit bonus match plus a $50 free bet with DraftKings. Just go to pressboxonline.com offers to claim your incentive. All right, Connor McDavid ended the uh, NHL hockey season. God, I I hope it's not a trivia question about
3: hockey. It will not going to do well. It won't be. Uh, So he ended the season on a 16-game point streak, while the Oilers, his team, uh, ended the regular season on a 15-game point streak. The the last and only other time that an Oilers skater uh, and team had a simultaneous 15-game point streak, 1984-1985 season, with, uh, d- d- with Wayne Gretzky? With, with Wayne yeah, Gretzky. right? Yes. Like, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're good company here. Yeah, for, not for, bad. For, for my Oilers. No question. And, uh, oh, for your, oh, oh, that's right. We yes. decided you mm-hmm. were an Oilers. I did forget about that. I guess I'll come in on Monday with my uh, McDavid jersey. I guess I okay. have to now. Okay. Sure. Why not? Rays became the fourth team uh, in MLB history to ever start the season 13-0, and joining uh, the I 19- did. I did see—the uh, w-
0: Devils played in D.C. last night, right? Yes. Was, yeah, was jo- did Josh Harris make the— there was like was some hubbub yesterday uh, on Twitter about like imagine if they put Josh Harris up on the screen cool. at the Capitals fun. game last night. Like, <gasps> but then it's awkward because you're rooting for the guy that owns the team you're playing against. Well, I, then they
3: were eliminated. Those so maybe yeah, it would have been I maybe would have been received well. Uh, so they became the fourth team joining the 1987 Brewers, 1982 uh, Atlanta Braves, and the 1884 uh, Maroons, who went 20 and 0 to start the I, season. I don't know what that is
0: for the record. <laughs> Stan, what do you got on the Maroons?
3: The yeah. yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Uh, John Maroon owns the team. I, John Maroon. Maroon PR. Dude, that's exactly what it was.
3: Uh, so That's what they're chasing. 28-0 is the best start ever to a season. Do you think the Rays can reach that stand? 28-0? 20-0-0. T- 20. 20, 20, 2-0 and 0. 20. No. no, they will not they will reach. reach Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, Saturday night, uh, last, so this past weekend, uh, Nolan Arenado hit his uh, career home run number 300, which uh, he joined, uh, he became the eighth active Major League Baseball player to reach 300 career home runs. Oh, how about that? So I want to see if you guys can name the uh, the seven active players who have hit uh, 300 career or 300 home runs among active players. Um. So seven. So so the seven others. Okay, seven besides. So it's Arenado and seven others. Correct.
0: Correct. I apologize. I was doing something on my 300 phone. 300 career home mm-hmm. runs,
3: active players.
2: 300 career home runs. Has,
3: has Bryce Harper gotten to 300 already? Bryce Harper has not. He is at 285. So he's, There's several guys that how, are very close on this how list. How about Stanton? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is third, 381.
0: Okay. Has
3: Manny gotten to 300? No, Manny so. is also just sitting outside along with Bryce. 284 for Manny in his <laughs> career.
2: i got to think of older. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto is
3: on this list, 342. Fifth. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt also on this list 316. Nelson Cruz. Yeah, Nelson, Nelson Cruz, Cruz is second on this list yeah. 461.
0: There's no chance he can get there, right? Like there's no chance that he can it, drag it, it this Nelson thing out Cruz. to get to
3: 500. I mean, what is he going to hit 30 this What's he at now? 461. 461.
2: Nah, he's not in five. <laughs> years. He's not going to hit five. But years. would somebody give him another is that two shot? Two more seasons. Two yeah, more right. Seasons. Like
3: that's the that's the part. The rest of this season and next year. What's he done this year so far? Um, One home run. Um, let's see what Nelly's done this year. And what's he batting? He is batting three ten with two homers through. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs>
0: It's not. He hits I get it. It's twenty, I, no, if he hits 20 right, this year. I'm inclined to be...
3: agree with you that it's not likely,
0: no. but it's not impossible it's not either. Impossible. And what a test that impossible. would be if Nelson Cruz got the 500 career home runs. Um, I, I, I real. It's Cabrera, right? That I'm. It is. Yeah. It is. It I, it's it's, it's, I swear Cabrera. to God, I almost forgot that Miguel Cabrera is still. Is that active. everybody?
3: No, we have two more. Two, two more. Uh, 507. Uh, he is the most active home run. Most. He's the active home run leader.
0: Is Mike Trout past three hundred? He is. Yep. Okay.
3: Yep. Michael Trout, three hundred and fifty three. But but Aaron Mike Judge Trout. isn't. Aaron Judge is not. Aaron Judge uh, only ma- two hundred twenty four. Missed too many games. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, he is just outside two ninety three for Freddie Freeman. Oh boy. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon just outside. Son of a two eighty eight for of Andrew a McCutcheon. God damn. His last one's pretty. He's very. It's, it's a tough one. He is. J.D. Uh, Martinez, not J.D. Martinez. God damn. Jose Canseco. Two eighty-three for J.D. Martinez, not Jose Canseco. I know everybody who's hit two hundred eighty home runs. <laughs> yeah, he do. That's what I should have made it. Can you name the last guy that's to hit two eighty? I don't know. Uh, so the guy that has hit three hundred. Uh, he is currently on. Um, he's, he's been. He was an Orioles killer when he was in the Yellow East. Uh, he's currently on the Diamondbacks. Oh, um, uh, Longoria. Evan Longoria, Longoria. 333 oh, career home that's runs a, for That's Longoria. a good question. Sure, Carlos Santana is the last person who has hit 280. I, I, I would not. I can't believe
0: Carlos Santana really has hit 280 career been home around runs. around for a
3: while. Damn, that's kind of crazy.
2: All right. And played a mean guitar. Right, which just makes
0: <laughs> yeah, it even yeah. more amazing, really, when you that's think about it. That's why he only has 280. Right, if he had been able to commit full time, imagine yeah. the type of player that he would have been. All right, very good. Uh, let's go ahead and get tubular. Totally tubular for the weekend is brought to you by A.J. Michaels. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, AC plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. AC season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at ajmichaels.com. Orioles, athle- uh, not athletics. They just finished the series with the athletics, which is good because I don't want to see Sean Rooker ever again in my – Br- Sean Rooker. Brent Rooker. Rooker. I don't want to see Sean Rooker either. I don't know who he is, but I don't want to see him. You all right over there? Uh oh. I I hope that did is it is it anonymous? Are they after you? Nope, what did you do? Thing with oh me. man, I don't like that. Nope. Uh, tonight, seven o'clock on Mass and Two. Tyler Wells and Mike Clevenger. Tomorrow, two o'clock. By the way, they play it at seven o'clock in Chicago, yeah. so it's six o'clock local time. Yeah. I guess it's just because it's 6, a weekend 10, I think weekend it's, uh, game. Is, uh, start time. 2 o'clock tomorrow for Cal Gibson and Michael Kopech. Uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock, Grayson Rodriguez and Dylan Cease. Again, all those games are on Masson 2. Uh, NBA final play-in games are tonight. TNT Bulls heat at 7. Thunder Timberwolves at 9.30 on ESPN. Those teams advance to tomorrow. The NBA playoffs do get underway in full this weekend. ESPN has the first three games tomorrow: Net Sixers at one, Hawks Celtics at one at three thirty, Knicks Cavaliers at six, and then tomorrow night Warriors Kings at eight thirty on ABC. On Sunday, uh, the first uh, game is on ABC. That's uh, Lakers Grizzlies at three o'clock, and then the rest of the games are on TNT. On Sunday eh, at lacrosse this weekend, uh, Ohio State Johns Hopkins is probably the big one of local teams. That is on Big Ten Network tomorrow. I'm sorry, that's actually Sunday night. I screwed that up. No, Sunday night is Maryland Rutgers. When is Hopkins, Ohio State?
1: Hopkins, Ohio
0: State. I'll find it. I'll find it. It's on here somewhere. Uh, it's tomorrow on ESPNU at 2 o'clock is where you can find that one. Uh, and then Syracuse and North Carolina play down at Good Counsel at 4 o'clock tomorrow on ESPNU as well. Neutral site game. Everything else you can find at glennclarkradio.com. You're going to skip
3: over the biggest highlight? What it is, the NCDA uh uh nationals for dodgeball, collegiate dodgeball finals. I appreciate uh, this. I appreciate it. Tomorrow and Sunday on YouTube, I'm going to choose to skip over on YouTube. Check it out. Go ahead. You know,
2: there's a there's this feeling because Maryland isn't dominant in lacrosse this year that they can't win the ch- you know that somebody oh, they, else they, with, they, could. they could, could oh yeah they the
0: absolutely could yeah. win I don't know that I'm convinced that they will win I think that they are
2: but a final four run would, I oh mean, I would being almost, in the final four would not be surprising if, if you at all. said
0: bet yes or no on them being in the final four yeah. I definitely bet yes on them being in the final four but they have is been is there a way to
2: bet that on uh, DraftKings or? I will have to
3: check there might very well be I'll check on that uh, a bit of a quieter weekend uh, for non-sports things there's a new show coming out on Apple TV Plus called The Last Thing He Told Me with Jennifer Garner and uh, Angori Rice where her husband disappears uh, and it leaves them both and leaves them both like mysterious messages because Angori Rice is like her stepdaughter and it looks kind of interesting because I like Angori Rice. Okay. Um, So it looks kind of interesting. Sure. Um, the Last Thing He Told Me on Apple TV Plus, Marvelous Miss Maisel the ah, final the final I season, actually, season five. I noticed, uh, you know what, shout out
0: to Amazon, they actually put the shows on at midnight oh. instead of making you wait till 3 a.m. Last night, and so I did actually, before I went to bed last night, I watched the first episode of the final season of Mrs. Maisel.
2: My wife and I binge-watched a very entertaining program. Were you a fan of The Office?
0: Yes, of course. Yeah,
2: everybody is. Yeah. Have you heard of this series? It's on Freebie, it's, which is Amazon. Yeah, I, I've, I've got Freebie. Freebie. It's called Jury Duty.
3: Mm, yes, this came out last week. I,
2: You were telling me I about was, this. Yeah. Yes. My wife and I binge-watched it <laughs> uh, to a till, till point because she screwed up and said, There's four episodes of this, and she would repeatedly fall asleep during. I got through episode six last night. Uh, Very entertaining. You know what takes place? Yeah, it's like a right. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's like sta- a it's all
3: staged, except for
2: except, except for one, one guy. person is really on jury he duty. He thinks he's a real thinks juror. He's jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> I else. I will I will be willing to take a look. I'll be
0: willing. It's
3: very.
2: It has some moments that are very very
0: clear. i would be willing
3: to take a look at it. James I, Marsden.
0: I'm I'm not opposed to it. Uh. And then, Saturday Night
3: Live. Uh. Ana Armas is hosting Saturday Night Live. Right. Who is yes. Anna De Armas.
0: She was uh, Marilyn yes. Monroe oh, and no, no, blonde. No, yes. yes. Knives down.
3: Yes. She's uh. Yep. She's done a lot of Carol G will be the musical te- musical guest. I, that does not. I'm not familiar. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, succession related Lucky to Hank. Kenny G? No. A uh, big big
0: episode of su- Are you a Succession? Are you in no, on Succession?
2: Never oh, that man.
3: Right after Succession, uh, season four of Barry premieres. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. All right, with Bill Hader. All right,
0: that might be. I have. I need to dive back in on Barry. And I it might was be an early lover of Barry. Yeah, him. yeah, me too. I just then, didn't, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize people were down on Mrs. Maisel. Like everybody loved it, and then I was reading like reviews leading up to this season. And everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, Here it's been go. it's been it's been down for the last couple of years." I'm like, it seems like basically the same show to me that I enjoyed and.
2: How many I'm, years is is it I still think on? This is the last season. The like year. I think it's the fourth. Or fourth it's either the fourth, fourth or fifth. Or fifth.
3: fifth. Yeah. It's fifth, the fifth fifth and fifth. final yeah. season. Yeah, I'm like
0: I've never given up on it. It's always I've always thought it was just as sharp as it. it's just so witty and so quick. Like it's the dialogue that makes you enjoy Mrs. Mazel so much. And first episode last night still had all of that. So it still works for me, man. Like I've enjoyed
3: it. Anything else? Uh, yeah, just the NCDA. uh yes. you know, Nationals. Right. Oh, Michigan State's you. my pick. There you go. Very good. Can funny. you bet on that? No, I don't think you oh, can.
0: Damn, that's a shame. We should look into yeah. that. Stand the fan. Uh, of course, you will be on with the boys tomorrow morning on the bat around. Yes. Uh, ten to noon. Uh, Paul and Zach talking baseball. Make sure you check that I'll out. I'll
2: be on from about ten twenty to ten forty-five. Very good.
0: Yeah. Also, you will be back on Monday, as you mentioned, with Mike Boddicker, Boddicker and Ross Grimsley, uh, and
2: then Thursday, Frank Remish. And you'll have Power Rankings as well. Power Rankings on, uh, released about noon on Monday. And uh, Luke and I come on about 3 o'clock on Monday with a uh, deep dive into it.
1: Very
0: good. At Stan the fan on Twitter is how you follow him. Great to see you as always, my friends. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. The kids are wondering if you wanted to hang out later today and just watch the Ninja Turtles with them. Like if you just wanted to. I've, got, to, got, I've a got a thing. Got you got to up see that a guy about a thing? Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, that I will. Thanks, yes. buddy. Yeah. Well, I, got, I, I have something I need you to do instead, unfortunately. <laughs> no, well,
6: yeah, I you don't get turtles, isn't an
0: option for you. All right. Um, uh, thanks to. Oh, I, I feel like there was something I wanted. Oh, Reed and I will be back on Sunday at 1 o'clock on 1057 The Fans, so make sure you tune in for that. I know uh, Ross Tucker will be joining us on Sunday. Uh, I don't know who else is joining us yet. I probably should spend some time with that. All right, I think that's it. Thanks today to uh, Chance Stevens. Thanks also to uh, Gavin Sheets. We'll get that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Oh my God, it's so good. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. I don't think we have anything lined up for Monday yet. We will deal so, with that when we can, when we have the opportunity. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners. AJ Michaels, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms,
2: Costa Inn. You want to say anything about Costa Inn real quick? It's uh, that time of year crab season. where crabs are harder than ever to get because everybody sort of has their mouth, their appetite mm-hmm. whetted for mm-hmm. crabs. You got to make your crab plan. You know, you got to yep. call the Costas at 410 477 1975 and reserve your crabs, okay? Because it's tough to walk in there and get the size you want or even have any crabs. That's, at a, great all. That's 14, a great point. That's a great point. 410-477-1975, the cost of seven.
0: Thanks also to Hartford Community College, Guilford All Brewery, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Stan. Uh, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass on Twitter. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go local lacrosse teams. Duke
1: sucks.